The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Oh, hello and welcome in to a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250, 9.30. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can chime in with a question, comment, concern on Facebook Live. Be a part of the show today. Give your thoughts on the East Carolina Pirates going bowling for the first time since 2014 we will go inside the players lounge on this monday and hear from pirate players rajay harris tyler sneed and dj ford that coming up at about four o'clock old nailers joins us live in the pirate radio studios coming up at around 4 30 we'll also hear from xavier smith in the five o'clock hour as well as cj johnson at around 5 30 and we are planning to talk to bruce bivens coming up live on the fixed and see live line in about 15 minutes so we'll hear uh, from the linebacker who made the play on the final play of the game going after that memphis quarterback as the ball falls incomplete and the pirates pick up win number six double b brian bailey will join us to talk about it troy d will be on at five o'clock we got shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt producing today's show and ellerby kicks us off to my left hello jonathan what a glorious victory monday it is here at pirate radio and pirate nation uh exciting day was uh saturday as uh, it went down to the last play of the game clip brock and uh the pirates were victorious and i just want to know what was going through your mind when memphis rolled out going for two points as you sat here ready to host the fifth quarter because it was going to go one way but it went the right way uh i here's exactly what i said i said all right charlie get ready this is it one play because uh they decided to go for two they were either going to win or lose and it was a little bit of tense moments nervous time there uh but right when uh the quarterback hennigan rolls out i noticed he didn't have anything and just kept going back and back and back and bruce kept getting closer and closer and closer and it looked like it was blown up from the start and you will hear why that play was blown up for the start when we talk to the players today uh we've already chatted with uh, xavier smith and dj ford and you'll hear them say they practiced that play a million times last week in practice they were ready for it they knew exactly what memphis was going to run due to the alignment and Ellerby, if that don't make you feel good about the direction ECU football is headed, that the coaches had these guys ready and they executed the play on the field. 
and it was easy for them. Yeah, it makes me feel great that uh, the Pirates are sitting here at their second three-game win streak of the year and are bowl eligible. But uh, bigger things now can clinch a winning season this Saturday against uh, Navy. I feel like this Navy game is a lot like the Temple game. That they, although the Pirates beat Temple last year and beat them again this year, it's just kind of it's time to reverse the tables on Navy and uh, to go ahead and get a victory over the midshipmen and and do it again on the road. And uh, I heard Ronnie Woodward call in, uh, who covered the team for so long for the Reflector, talked about how this team, how he thought them getting it on the road, and th- that was just really just kind of uh, punching their ticket to the uh, bowl season uh, w- was very special and big for them to do yeah. that. And I think this Saturday is much as uh, it's another step in the right direction with a win over over Navy. Yeah, just so many milestones, and and we keep using the phrase first time since, and and we're going to hopefully hit one of those coming up this Saturday with Keaton Mitchell, who now needs 17 yards to reach 1,000, be the first 1,000-yard rusher for the Pirates since Coop, Ventavious Cooper back in 2013, first bowl year since 2014, looking for the first win against Navy Ellerby since 2011 when Dominique Davis broke Aaron Rodgers' consecutive completions uh, record that day in Annapolis, and East Carolina was uh, able to narrowly escape with a victory. So that tells you where this program is and where this program is going, that we're getting back to some of those marks that we we probably took for granted back then, winning games, going to bowls, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think two of the most exciting games uh, this year were obviously the finishes at Marshall and at Memphis. I mean, those were just just some fun things to watch on the road. It was just, it was, it was jubilation at the uh, Ellerby house as we were high-fiving and uh, really enjoying those tense moments as it just got down to the nitty gritty. And it was just one of those games that you just, I mean, man, it was, it was a nail biter and uh, it was fun to watch because of the way the outcome ended, but uh, certainly uh, a great effort in the Liberty Bowl. And uh, so many times throughout the game, how many times we talked about how many the, the actual Liberty Bowl games we were heartbroken against Arkansas and, and Kentucky. But uh, it was fun to watch the Pirates uh, get it done and uh, move to win number six on the year. Yeah, and it's amazing how much different you feel and what the the narrative is, the talk is just due to that one play at the end of the game. Because if Navy get or if Memphis gets that two point conversion, we're talking about all the chances East Carolina had to score in the red zone and didn't. We're talking about why did they score so fast there at the end? Why didn't they run more clock out at the end of the fourth quarter before they gave the ball back to Memphis? We're, but you know we're not really talking about any of those things because the bottom line is you win the game and you you just overlook that stuff and. Uh, are thankful the Pirates got out of there with the W. One play does not make an entire game, but that one play changed the exact tone of what the fifth quarter was going to be. And for, this, for you. and right now, yes. and this week's shows. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and maybe, and maybe the whole off season if you don't beat Navy or Cincinnati. You know, if yeah, you don't get that six win. The, the tone this week is of such nervous, tense. I can't even describe what it would be like. I mean, but it is to have it, – it'll be interesting how the team responds now that they've accomplished one of their goals, which is to get to six 
you know, wins and go to a bowl game, you know, they have a lot of uh, football left to be played. I mean, three more games now. Uh, potentially, if things shake out crazy enough, the Pirates could potentially play in the conference championship game with a lot of help. But uh, what, what, how will the Pirates respond on the road in Annapolis? And then the big news today announced that uh, the Cincinnati game, 3.30 on ABC the Friday after Thanksgiving, just an, a, a real great way to plant a flag with this program and get a huge win on that day so uh just just a lot of excitement around this program the next couple of weeks and uh, looking forward to pirate football again this saturday man and this team right now we were talking about this with xavier when he was in studio i mean they feel like they're going to beat every opponent that includes navy coming up on saturday that also includes uh cincinnati the following week that includes whoever is left on the schedule we, we talked about it with xavier that they really feel that way and that's because ellery they've gone out and proved that they can they've proved that they can play with all these teams they've proved that they can beat six of these teams should have maybe beat a couple more in fact uh they're they're mad right now that they don't have more wins just like uh, some pirate fans are and have been during the season this team right now is upset that they let those games slip away because good grief uh they could be looking at a potential conference championship this year and it's it's narrow thin uh, that they're not going to be having that opportunity. Uh, it's it's just crazy how thing how this thing is turned around now, and uh, and how the players feel, how the fans feel about this ECU football program. Yeah, well, it's a great way to uh, take that anger out at three thirty on Saturday in Annapolis against the midshipmen, and uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But hey, look, the Pirates are at six and four with uh, a chance to get an eight and four and a chance to beat the highest ranked team in the history of the program. So, uh, and when's the last time the Pirates have won four games in a row? I mean, you, you, I mean, I think it was a great thing you said. They haven't done this since. I mean, when's the last time this football program has won four games in a row? We know the last time this football team won a bowl game was in 2013 when they won the Beef O'Brady's Bowl. So I, I still think that's that's another big accomplishment down the road of when uh, East Carolina can look down the road to uh, try to finish the season with a W. The Pirates won five games in a row in 2014. Virginia Tech, North Carolina, SMU, South Florida, UConn, that fifth win, Ellerby, uh, put the Pirates in the first ever top 25 college football playoff poll. I remember that. And then they went out and lost to Temple. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the score of that Temple game? Uh, 20 to 10. Was that the, the Thursday night game in Greenville? No, that was the cold weather. Uh, Didn't the bring five, our gear. The five fumbles A lot game. of turnovers. Yeah. Just what the bleep happened. Game. Yeah, well... Well, there you go. The Pirates, uh, have, last time they won five in a row, 2014. So a lot lot of uh, barriers being broken right now and still a lot more football. So excited. The vibe about Pirate basketball, 3-0. and Also saw Clip Rock in attendance at Menji's I uh, was kind of on the fence about going. Uh, so I went to the opener Tuesday, did not go Friday night, and was on the fence about going Sunday. But after the football win... You just get that pirate pride in you, Ellerby, and you're like, I got, you know, I, I got to get on board with everything that's happening right now with ECU athletics. So, and I'm glad I made the right call because that first half yesterday uh, against Western Carolina was the best half of basketball I've seen East Carolina play in a long, long time. Fifty nine points was yes. it yesterday? Tristan Newton ended the game with thirty. He was hitting three everybody was hitting threes yesterday and uh and i tell you what excitement time thursday night 
myself chandler and a couple of others will be here in the pirate radio studios we're gonna have an ecu basketball watch along we'll be uh giving away prizes having fun with you guys watching the game and let's go pull an upset over two oklahoma on thursday night on espnu who's the new oklahoma coach as i know my it's man not your dude lon, oh. lon kruger's gone that is true so we need to do some googling it up there but uh, i was at Menji's too on sunday i was i was the only thing i was disappointed i thought they could get to 100 and then I, my buddy that was sitting with me uh, he was like i don't know man the game really slows down the last three or four minutes i was like well they really they really only need like i think it was like 15 points in the last seven minutes yeah, yeah. and uh it, they just they just didn't get there which would have been fun to to see the the, I was going to ask that. When's the last time an East Carolina basketball team had gotten to 100 points? So that's what that's what we were asking about too. Forgot to look that up before the show, but uh, certainly that first half of basketball was was a lot of fun to watch. Well, LRB, you're sad that Lon Kruger is no longer coaching. Sister Jean is sad that Porter Moser is no longer with Loyola Chicago because yeah. he is now a Boomer Sooner head coach. Porter Moser, the head coach. They are two and zero. I saw they won their last game over UTSA by like 50 points. So. They are a, uh, as Cy Seymour would say, they're a good team. Good team. They're good. They got good kids. So and what? Look, clip. They're a good team okay. with good kids. All right. Are y'all gonna be dressed out in your uh, basketball tank tops on Thursday? Uh, planning uh, to show some arms. Are you? Yeah. I might even make an appearance. Shirley Is Shirley gonna be Shirley part of the watch along? Yeah. Wow, that that it is a distinct possibility. Who else is a part of the watch along? Have you invited? Well, uh, Scooter Rogers was here last time, and I put some out there on social media, and he chimed in. So Scooter might be back. Was he here for the for the football team, or was he here for the basketball watch along? The basketball. basketball. Uh, okay, that did not go well. Uh, Igo has an invitation. He is going to Annapolis the next day. He is a maybe right now. So we're uh, we're gonna have some people here. We're gonna have what some about fun Rooster with, Neck with you folks watching. We've invited weaver weaver invited weaver no we have no we have invited weaver yeah not sure if he'll show up he was our basketball coach the last time he showed up <laughs> because right. he was in a student tie we had the, tie. <laughs> he was and we had the, tie. We had the basketball jerseys on uh that one did not go well that, that was that, conference championship game yeah that yeah. was uh that was not good but i'm excited for thursday night why not we're just we're we're winning ellerby guessing the spread on that game is gonna be yeah i was talking about that with my dad yesterday he he had around 14 and 15 then i looked that up and saw they just won by 50 so i bumped it up to 17 jeff nadu who we talked to we'll talk to him on tuesday uh i asked him he he follows that stuff he said oklahoma about 12 and a half wow so probably it's gonna be double digits but uh, why not? Why not us? Why not now? Shock the world. Yes, sir. And looking, uh, we'll talk some pirate hoops tomorrow. Planning to hook up with Cy Seymour and uh, maybe an East Carolina coach as well coming up on the show tomorrow. They're not going to know what to do. They're going to be coming for vacation. That's right. Pirates are we have this. that. We have Cy Seymour on the record saying Oklahoma, they're going to struggle in this Myrtle Beach tournament because they're not used to the beach. They're going to be on vacation. <laughs> he said it, not me. Yeah, he did. Is the game on the beach? <laughs> it is sand basketball. Mm, that, that, that'll be very interesting. Back to football. So what, which uh, bowl game are you uh, politicking for there, Clip Brock? Well, Pirates are used to the beach, so I think it'd be great if we were in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So is that what you want? You want Myrtle Beach Bowl? I'll tell you what I don't want. Can I start there? Yes. I do not want to be here on Christmas Eve and into Christmas Day for the hawaii bowl 
to talk about who's naughty, who's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we will literally be see, watching Santa Claus go by at 2 a.m. on the fifth quarter. He might call in. Delivering gifts. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I see the Pirates won today. I <laughs> uh, do not want that one. i tell you what else I really don't want, Ellerby. To be here on a Wednesday. December 29th. At 7 a.m. For right. the Bud Light pregame tailgate for an 11 a.m. kickoff for in the, the Fenway, Fenway Bowl. So that we said Hawaii. You're going down the list of which ones you don't. Hawaii, yeah. Fenway. So are you, you're leaning towards what's? The I next? like uh, I, I like Myrtle Beach. That's okay. That's a 2:30 kickoff, I believe. That's doable on a Monday. On a Monday. Monday. Uh, and then the Annapolis well, so is. I like uh, military because that's also around that same time, right? Yeah. So what else? Uh, what Boca else is Raton? in play? Boca. Is that, a, I, I, is that in play? I haven't looked at the dates. Uh, Cure Bowl, Boca Raton is in play. The Hawaii Bowl brings up a very interesting conversation because it is very cool for the players and and maybe, the I guess, the coaches to go because it's a reward. They get to go to Hawaii. That would be the best for them. Yes, that would be the best for them. Now, I mean, as for just the fan that has a East Carolina football game at 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve, as I believe the kickoff time, that just creates a lot of interesting conversations that uh, football fans have to have with the non-football fans in their family and Christmas traditions of uh, dinners and all sorts of things, bedtimes. Yeah. That uh, it, it creates a, a lot of chaos on Christmas Eve. Definitely. Uh, trying to avoid that one uh, just personally, but that would be, again, awesome for the, uh, the players themselves. I have not looked at the other – uh dates for those so uh, i think it's i mean i think it, you would think which you can't ever use common sense because it's not commonplace when it comes to common college football is that you you would think the military or myrtle beach would be the obvious choices for east carolina that would be the best for the fans right that well i mean i guess yeah i mean i i would i would think myrtle beach would be better maybe for the fans because it's closer for a majority of fans and obviously maybe a little bit warmer at myrtle beach although you never know i do think annapolis and fenway have the potential to be blistering cold and a deterrent for folks maybe to to travel to although i think annapolis more doable i will say the you know the matchup here like louisville versus east carolina in the military bowl i like the matchup i saw virginia tech there too against east carolina that would be interesting yeah so i mean that's it you know remember the Hokies uh, dumped the pirates so surely uh give bruce bivens a call see if we can get him on the uh the fixed nc live line real quick yeah so and then the fenway bowl that's an acc team too isn't it yes so that could be a potential what Wonder if the uh, if the Wolfpack lost another game or two, if they would ever fall down to uh, you know I think you know they just lost to Wake Forest. I mean they got their fourth or fifth loss over the next few weeks. I don't know. I know they play UNC. Well, this has season. Boston College. I'm looking at Athlon's projections. You think Boston College is a shoe in for the Fenway Bowl, just like Coastal Carolina is a shoe in for Myrtle Beach? I don't know. I don't know how do you. I don't know how people feel about just staying at home playing in their own bowl games. Yeah. So. All right, well, it's great to be talking about bowl games, and Bruce Bivens and the Pirates are headed to one. We will talk to the Pirate linebacker now on the Fixed NC Live line. Bruce, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hey, man, we're doing fantastic. Bruce, uh, first off, congratulations, man. Awesome to get that sixth win. And let's talk about the last play of the game. I don't remember 
seeing you run faster than you did going after that quarterback on the final play of the game bruce we've talked to your teammates xavier smith dj ford they said that you guys practiced that play last week you knew what was coming and you were able to execute it so take us through that play from your perspective was your job just to to get the quarterback spy the quarterback and go after him um honestly i was supposed to like drop back into coverage but you know, um, there was no there was nowhere for me to you know to do so. So I just you know added on and and just chased the quarterback and I made him throw the ball and and my teammate you know deflected it down and we won the game. So it was a it was a I was kind of shocked like at the end because I just heard everybody because my back was turned to the quarterback and stuff. I mean back was turned to the end zone and all I heard was everybody you know running off the sideline and screaming and stuff and. Next, you know, we won the football game, so it was really exciting. It was a really emotional, you know, uh, game for me because all I could think about is getting that sixth win to get both eligible, and we did it. Bruce, as LRB, uh describe the feeling when you knew the game was over, you were victorious, and 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 the locker room, the next thirty to forty minutes of of your life after clinching that game. Uh, I just, I, I was just thinking about like when I first came to college. Um, like, you know, we all had, me and my teammates, we all had goals of going to a bowl game. And, like, previous classes that, you know, that I I got to I got to be in college with or whatever, um, you know, they didn't get to experience that. And I, and I stayed the course. And, you know, we got we got that sixth win to get bowl eligible. So that was just a dream come true. I was just, you know, really emotional, you know, just seeing everybody happy. And I was just thinking of, like thinking about what's next. Like we, we got an opportunity to play in a postseason. And it's just really it just a, it was just a really exciting feeling for me. I couldn't stop, you know, running around and, you know, just screaming and stuff, man. It, I was just I was just so excited. Bruce Bivens joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Bruce's appearance uh, inside the Players' Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World, uh, your home for an awesome selection of late-model cars, trucks, plus a full-service department. If you need new tires or a lift kit for your truck, they've got you covered there, too. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Go see Tim Sutton and the great folks there at Greenville Auto World. Uh, Bruce, you, you celebrate in the locker room, you hop on a plane, and then you get to celebrate more because there's Pirate fans waiting for you at the airport. How cool was that to see when you stepped off the plane Saturday night? Man, it was cool. I've never seen it before. Uh, me personally, I've never seen it before because we we never we haven't won like this. So, and it was it was uh, I don't know. It was just it was just real. It was just real surreal. Like I just couldn't believe what what just happened. And you know we got a, a great fan base. And it was there to you know come con- to congratulate us. So it was it was it was awesome, man. Bruce, uh, you've celebrated. Uh, now it's uh, Navy Week. Uh, what's what's been the discussion among the coaches and players as uh, you still have two more football games left before that bowl game? Uh, I mean to go one and zero again. I mean that's been the mentality, you know, from the beginning to to go one and zero, and that hasn't changed. We got to keep our we got to keep you know heading in the right direction, you know, we want to win. So go one and oh and just keep improving off, you know, our previous performance. Bruce, I ask you guys this every year. The answer really doesn't change, but I'll ask it again this season. What What's the key against the Navy, especially at your position uh, as a linebacker, an inside linebacker? What is your uh, your main task when you face that triple option offense? 
I mean, just stop the dog and get negative plays. You know, you can't you can't let them keep going because they're going to keep going and going and going. Like you have to you have to cause you know make negative plays and stop the stop the dog. How much have you guys uh, you know talked about this? Run through this. Uh, dating back to the offseason, Bruce, this is not something that just pops up this week and you're like, oh, well, well, let's start practicing the triple option. How much as a team do you uh, talk about Navy throughout the season? I mean, that's a, that's a proponent like, for, for anyone to, to play against, especially with that triple option. You don't see it much. So, you know, Coach Houston and, and the staff has been doing a great – and the coaching staff has been doing a great job to, you know, prepare us for that during the season. So, yeah. Bruce, uh, where you want to go to a bowl game, man? Do you, have you looked at your options yet? Uh, I mean, we. I mean, I've seen something. I haven't. I haven't really seen the you know the list or whatever. But I've heard about the the Honolulu Bowl. <laughs> I knew you'd heard about Hawaii. That one looks pretty good, right? It would be cool to be in Hawaii <laughs> on Christmas Eve, man. It would be pretty cool. But you know, shoot. Yeah, that, that's my main pick right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, I think that would be the, the fans' choice. Announced today uh, the Cincinnati game on the Friday after Thanksgiving on uh, ABC National Television for the Pirates. A uh, Certainly a big opponent looms uh, after this Navy game. Uh, have you all even thought about that game yet? Uh, we just we are focusing on Navy this week, and we are focused on them after. That's just how I, that's just how I go, winning up. That's worked so far, so uh, so keep that going, Bruce. Uh, once again, congratulations, man. I, I I know, but really, I don't know how much uh, you know blood, sweat, and tears you put into this program. You've been here a long time, so it's great that it pays off. We're uh, we're happy for you and your team, man. Yes, yes, sir. It, it, it really, it really, it really does, man. I don't know. I'm just speechless when it comes to that. <laughs> Bruce, uh, hopefully, we can get you back in studio next Monday, man. Have a a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You too. Thank you. All right, there is Bruce Bivens, East Carolina linebacker. His appearance here on the Players' Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Go see uh, Tim Sutton and the guys. Uh, thank you for their support of Bruce Bivens and the Players' Lounge right here on Pirate Radio. And Bruce Bivens, uh, Xavier Holden Aylers, uh part of that group, Ellerby, that's been here four or five years that have – uh seen this thing when you know at its bottom and are now climbing out and getting it back to how it should be here in greenville and uh awesome for those guys i know they are uh, very proud of what they accomplished yeah i'm glad they've uh, had this big win coming uh this past week and still have a couple games left to, to make it even better i, I mean they, the, the hard work the as you said the blood sweat and tears and uh you know what i'm hoping for maybe this saturday evening another uh Big crowd at the PGV. Great, great shout out to our team for getting out there and getting some pictures and video of that uh, fun celebration of the team coming back in. Uh, just, just some hopefully a lot of new things that are, are beginning to stay trends around here with Pirate football. Let's keep winning. Uh, that winning is fun. Al Davis always had it right. Just win, baby. Yeah. Didn't work out for the Raiders last night, but my football team won. Shirley's Dolphins somehow won. Cam Newton is back. They won. Pirate basketball, Hurricanes, Hornets. Like, and I'm speaking kind of personally here, but there's just there's a lot of winning going on. Yeah, I mean, just when you think of Clip Brock, you just think, <laughs> think, of, think of winning. Winner. Winner. I mean, yeah, 
this is uh i have to learn how to handle the success i mean i can't let it go to my head the, the football team had to come to a complete shock to you yeah i'll get into that more because i it's kind of it's kind of sad that i didn't even feel much joy from that right and that's that's bad i, I gotta the needle did not move much not at all i was uh i was focused on you know going to watch brandon suggs and uh tristan newton play ecu basketball and well this is that, a good distraction for you more, more sunday games for you all right ellery thanks for hanging out have a great one uh, hopefully victory monday again next week man we've had a lot of these how many months <laughs> six you know what i'm happy for us ellery yes we've had a lot of mondays in the past where you come on and uh try to not make it try to make a monday into a uh victory monday somehow but you're we, right but, and, and now they're winning but for it's us. fun i'm happy for you in the fifth quarter too glad uh yeah glad happy for the fans that was a yeah, fun show i mean it's 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 happiness for everybody and uh, hey look let's keep it going all right let's uh take a time out we'll come back brian bailey's cowboys also won tell you what if your team lost this weekend sucks to be you because there's a lot of winning going on and uh hopefully you were uh enjoying some of that all right double b when we return more to go pirate radio live back with you after this to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. uh, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to uh, PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you. Victory Monday here on Pirate Radio Live for multiple reasons, and a lot of those involving East Carolina athletics. Great win for Pirate Hoops on uh, Sunday. And now they get a big test coming up Thursday. Looking forward to a watch-along coming up Thursday night. We'll be here in the Pirate Radio studios watching East Carolina, Oklahoma, hanging out with you guys uh and also giving away prizes and having fun so while you watch the game pull us up on facebook or youtube and hang out with us and uh, walk away a winner also pirate football going back to a bowl game brian bailey has covered a lot of bowl games for east carolina in years past but uh it's been a while since he's been able to do that you'll be able to do it this year brian bailey after the win on saturday how you doing today man i'm doing great how are you uh fantastic everybody's winning bailey my guys are winning your cowboys are winning everybody's winning man what a, what a weekend it was <laughs> I swear. and now and uh i heard they kicked you off the team flight moving forward bailey since you weren't there on saturday is that true that's what coach houston said i had to remind coach houston that i was there for marshall okay stole one so we gotta, we gotta even things out but <laughs> yeah i had the minutes this weekend i hated it too i was sick of the dog watching it because i i know how hard those guys have worked and you know it's it, it's just it's a it's really fun to watch you know the coaching staff we knew that the guys you know when, when houston got here they were going to win at some point with shank Wilder, with kirkpatrick and all the guys we've known for so many years and uh yeah i think think coaches put together a great staff and you know they're getting it done it's it's just really interesting to me that the fine line between you know a winning season and a losing season yep. what can happen it's really 
it's really razor thin when you think about it. Oh yeah, and I just talked about it a moment ago. If if they if Memphis gets that two point conversion, we're talking about a couple of yards here. We're talking about on the fifth quarter and today and all week. You know, did East Carolina score too too quick at the end of the fourth quarter? Uh, how did they not cash in all those red zone opportunities? Like the entire conversation, the entire mood has changed, and it came down to that one play at the end. Of course, it came down to a lot of plays. I went back and watched uh, the fourth quarter last night, and that last drive East Carolina went on. They had to convert some third downs. They converted a fourth down. Uh, you know, they got the job done in crunch time. They've been in these situations, and and I guess drawn from that, Bailey, they they know how to be in and and now win these close ball games. Well, and we've got some video we're going to show at 5 o'clock today. We showed it on the coaches' show over the weekend, but for people that missed it, you know, it's Coach Houston in the locker room. Basically, he addressed the team and said the same same exact thing. He said those close losses that we've had, that heartbreak that we had, that got you to this moment right here. And, and it really gets you cold chills to think about it. But that's that's the obvious truth. I mean, you know, you, you, don't, you don't get to have this kind of success without some of the failures that you've had to have. It's part of the growing process, and, and we've seen it firsthand. Talking to Brian Bailey on the Fixed NC Live Line. Coaches are lining up on Mondays to go on the Brian Bailey Show now after all these win- the, the wins, Bailey. You had uh, Tim Dowst on earlier today. Great conversation. Folks can hear that if they missed it uh, earlier. Coming up at 6 o'clock after Pirate Radio Live. But uh, those Monday conversations with coaches are even a lot more fun after wins, right? Well, they really are. And, and you know, it's we're really fortunate to get a chance to have those guys because Monday's a busy day for those guys because they're trying to get together the game plan. And Navy's kind of a different deal because, you know, you've been game planning for Navy for some time now. And Coach Dallas talks about that in the conversation we had with him that, you know, in the summertime, they'll, they'll spend time on the option. You know, during the season, they'll get a few minutes, they'll spend time on the option. And, and I think, you know, with what we saw from this Pirate football team last year against that option, you know, I, I think – they, they, they've got a real good plan to defend it, but defending that option sometimes is, you know, and we've seen it, and we've, we've talked about this a number of times. You turn on the TV and some team that shouldn't have any chance to stop the option just shuts it down, yeah. and then you watch another game and the option just runs crazy to them. But Navy struggled a little bit this year, 2-7, and seven, but as we went through the schedule, man, they played a slew of close games. Yeah, and against good competition at times, like you yeah. said. So, uh, and, and now this pirate team, I do feel like, and, and and who knows, but just seeing these players today, talking to them, it seems like they they kind of have already moved on uh, from the bowl clinching victory over Memphis and, and are moving ahead. And and that's another sign of a mature team, a team that knows how to win and and knows how to handle those victories. So. I feel, once again, pretty confident uh, heading into this Saturday with, with the way these guys, uh, at least the way these guys were acting today, Bailey. Yeah, I agree. I think they've they put the win behind them. They know what's out there. I mean, you know, when, when you look at, at, at still what's to be, you know, the game's on the schedule. You got Navy, which the Pirates are a slight favorite in Annapolis, which is a tough place to win at. And then you get a chance to come home and play, you know, the number two team in the country on national television and the opportunity is that presents. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you can win those two games, you go to your bowl game, and you're putting together one of the great seasons in Pirate football history. So, I mean, it's right there for the taking. Yeah, and uh, Brian Bailey mentioned it there, national TV on Black Friday, 3.30 ABC. So, uh, you'll have a lot of eyeballs on that game, especially if Cincinnati takes care of SMU today. And, Bailey, earlier we were talking uh, – 
off the air about if things fall right, East Carolina could be at a tie for second place in the AAC. And I don't know how all the tiebreakers work, but, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They could be playing for something really special this year. And, and that's just <laughs> – when you think about it, yeah. that's what it is. It's raised with thin. I mean, you know, a guy like – and I don't think Mike Houston was ever on the hot seat. You know how, how this place is and things are, you know, struggling. Oh, it's year three, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, but if you put together these last couple of wins, all of a sudden he's on the hot seat the other way. And that's how thin it is. There, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Brian Bailey joining us. Touchdown Friday coming up Friday night. The playoffs roll on. We will be talking to J.H. Rose head coach Will Bland Wednesday at 3 o'clock. That means J.H. Rose won again. So we're going to keep it going. Keep the uh, the good mojo, positive vibes going for our Rose folks out there and talk to Coach Bland coming up on uh, Wednesday. Bailey, what else uh, is coming up this Friday that you're looking forward to? Well, I tell you what, when you look at, at the 1A ranks, Tarboro will be a big favorite again. They're just so, so good. But then you've got that north side, south side battle. I mean, you know, battle in Beaufort County, south side's the seven seed, north side's the number two seed. That's in that 1A bracket, the 1A quarterfinals. Uh, you also have Washington from Beaufort County still alive. They have to travel to the Northeastern, and that's a big, big, big uh, game for those guys as far as, as Northeastern is so good. Northeastern put up 50 this past week against Edenton, so Northeastern's loaded. That's a tough game for them. Uh, Wallace Rose Hill to our south, and he's duping big rivals in that game. That's the other quarterfinal uh, from our area in a two-way play. Uh, 3A, as you mentioned, Rose is on the road this time at the 71st. I was really surprised Newbert, the uh, big Carolina 3A-4A champs from the 4A side, they lost, what was it, 69-49 in their game. And they were at home this past weekend. So we only have a handful of, of games, really, for uh, high school football coming up this week. And, you know, it, it, the odds are, if you go by the seedings, you're only going to have a couple of teams left. You know, it looks like Tarboro's probably going to go to the state championship or Northside. Northside's the 2C, but Tarboro would be favored if they play down the road. Uh, but Washington faces that tough game at Northeastern. You know, East Duplin will play a, a tough Princeton team if the seats hold. And that's a big if, you know, in the playoffs. Uh, Jacksonville from down south plays Lee County. That'll be a tough road trip for the uh, Cardinals, but uh, for Bo Williams and company. So we've got a handful of teams left. We'll see how it plays out. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, your Cowboys bounce back after a shocking loss last week and take care of business at home against the Falcons. Blew them out. The, uh, the head scratcher of the week. Uh, my team was involved in as Brady and the Bucks lay an egg in Washington and Washington picks up their third win of the year. The Bucks dropping to six and three. The Panthers crush the eight and one Cardinals 34 to 10. Of course, the Cardinals had a lot of injuries, but still an impressive win for Carolina and, and Cam Newton's re-debut there with the team. So it's another week of the NFL and another week we question ourselves on how much we really know about these teams. I'm telling you, and that's how the NFL is, and I guess that's why it's, you know, so popular in sports. But, yeah, you just, you just don't know what you're going to get. And, you know, as far as, as, as trying to battle, you only have one, you know, buy in the playoffs now. So, they're only the AFC and the NFC each with one buy. So, mm-hmm. you're going to have that record. And I, I think as far as the Cowboys go, it helped them this past weekend with you know, teams like Arizona falling and that kind of thing. But still – you know, I, you just don't know. You just got to you got to survive, advance, and then you got to get. You know, when you get to the playoffs, you got to hope you're injury free. And I think that's what it really comes down to. The injuries. You know, your Washington football team had a big win, but they had some big injuries too. So how do they, you know, bounce back from that? 
Yeah, that was a uh, that was weird, and and I, I told you this earlier. I I didn't even watch the game. I'm so out on them right now. So I, I, I guess I'm glad they won. But it's a weird feeling, Bailey, when your team has a big win like that and you don't feel anything. That's how much Dan Snyder has ruined this for me. So I'm I'm kind of questioning myself right now. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. What am I? You'll love them. You'll love them again when they become the brigade. <laughs> tell you what if they beat the panthers this week and i get to talk junk to all of the panthers fans i know i'll love them I'll, I'll tell you that i'm looking at you right now chandler look chandler's nervous too chandler, he is nervous. he's done you shouldn't have you shouldn't have done what you just did to me that's kind of rude all right uh bailey got the brian bailey show tim dow's coming up at six o'clock anything else going on how about pirate hoops how about joe dooley's team Joe Dooley seems 3-0. They play Oklahoma coming up Thursday night. Myrtle Beach Invitational. Uh, Green Central is having the best soccer uh, season they've ever had. They play in the Eastern Finals tomorrow night. So that's huge. ECU women started 0-2, and and they play tonight at home in their home opener. So a lot of stuff going on. Good deal. Good time to be a sports fan. Double B, thanks for joining us, man. We will talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right. Brian Bailey will join us live from Annapolis coming up. Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate will get underway at 11.30. Let's take a timeout. We'll close out hour number one. We'll talk some more NFL and uh, talk about Cam Newton back with the Panthers and what a performance on Sunday. Chandler is uh, who works uh, sometimes here at Pirate Radio shows up. (laughs) Apparently is now like getting his own clips to play on the show i understand i have something i have to play yeah is that right yes sir see see senor (laughs) wow all right we'll see what chandler's got for us when we return on pirate radio live on a victory monday back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it expert since 2006 they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. <laughs> Got to make sure I save my cursing for Twitter and not the air. Uh-oh. Just saw that the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl at Boca Bowl on Twitter. If you'd like to follow them, this is their official page. Um, oh, good. If you send us a tweet, you consent to letting the bowl and or ESPN use it in all media outlets. Good. I hope they use my tweet. Um, they said bowl eligible. And they made a graphic that looks like uh, Lily might have made it, my 12-year-old. And it says Eastern Carolina is bowl oh, eligible. Oh, no. So. Um, oh, and that's a huge graphic, too. That's not a little one. Yeah. Eastern Carolina. Oh. <sighs> Well, Boca Raton has not uh, garnered any favor with us right now. 
What did you respond, by the way? Nothing. Oh. I'm going. I'm, I'm actually, None. I'm actually typing it Zero. out right now. It's East. East. <laughs> East. Eastern Carolina. Bowl eligible. Even when good things happen. We can't have we things can't have too good. good. Thing, yeah. it, it can be this good. Is, we can't have nothing can, good around we, here. Yeah, we can't have nice things around here, so, apparently. The Boca Raton Bowl uh, congratulates Eastern well, then, Carolina. You know what? Then I am moving invitation. my vote to the Dirty Decline Myrtle. that. You are allowed uh, Boca Raton Bowl to use the tweet I just sent on ESPN and in all your platforms. Oh, well, then only, I have to pull up your tweet then. Were you, were you ugly? You wrote. It was like seven or eight words, and two of them were curse words. <laughs> oh, Bryce <boy>. Williams. <laughs> Bryce Williams would be proud of it. Oh, Bryce would be proud of that. <laughs> Bryce was fired up on Saturday. Bryce was like a uh, fifth quarter caller. We were celebrating the win, and he's sending angry texts. Dad Gum, why do but why do we go so fast at the end? It's like Bryce, right now, buddy, we're celebrating our sixth win. We can worry about that later. So uh, we'll get into that when we talk to Bryce on Wednesday, and then Tony Collins after the game. He's ready to fire the Memphis coach because they went for two at the end of the game. He was trying to figure out what the heck they were doing. What did you think of that call, uh, Chandler, to go for two? Well, first of all, it was interesting because we were set to allow them to kick the extra point to go into the, what? That would have been the third overtime, Tigers and Pirates going into the third overtime. We were going to let them kick that extra point. Mike Houston says, hold on, let's call a timeout. And uh, we were kind of making fun of it because we were like, oh, well, he icing the kicker icing the extra point well no actually that gave memphis a shot to kind of draw something up yeah and uh, i remember at the same time me and you saw hennigan in the, in the huddle and we said oh, hennigan's in the huddle and about the time that we said that they broke the huddle and they ran out there and we were like wow so they're going to go for two here they're going to try to win it and uh you know you're going to hear from the players you know later on they knew what was coming and they just absolutely ate up that play on the two-point conversion. They had no chance. I told Brian Bailey earlier today, when that ball was thrown into the air, I feel like that ball, I, f- I feel like time went in slow motion. Yeah. I feel like it just kind of sat up there for like 20 seconds. It was so long. And But, but you could uh, tell, if you didn't have a dog in the fight and nerves were out of it, that play was busted from the start. Like, East Carolina was on it. Oh, yeah. And Bruce Bivens was making a beeline for the quarterback. But I tell you what, the way it, was, it floated in there, it was like five or six pirates surrounding one receiver. Oh. It looked a little dangerous on the way in. Well, earlier in the overtime, let's see. I can't remember exactly where it was. In uh, fact, there was a fourth down and 10. At the end of regulation. They, he, yeah, yeah, that's right. To go down and kick the field goal to tie it. It was kind of like that play where the, the quarterback rolls to his right. He had pressure on him. I believe that time it was Miles Berry that was on his tail. He throws it up. Pirates just need to stop. And there's a Memphis Tigers just sitting right there at midfield or like in the middle like of the field. he's waiting on a punt. Right. And uh, so that could have been a lot like that uh, in that two-point conversion situation. But the Pirates were all over it. Ball hits the turf. It's time to go bowling. <laughs> The uh, jokes are coming in now on the Boca Raton Bowl. I give Mike credit. Mike uh, on Facebook, Mike P. I don't know how to say his last name. Penuel? Penuel? Mike Penuel? Penuel. He's uh, he's good at these. I was actually thinking of a more like 
fill in the blank and he has a good one here more like boca raton deaf Oh, pretty good. Really, really good. Pretty good, Mike. Uh, uh, well done. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's going to be awkward when we're accepted to this bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good point. Good point. Good point. It's going to be a little awkward. <sighs> to the, yeah, Eastern Carolina. Come on, That's man. That's ridiculous. I, I mean, know. we've been having to, we've been fighting. We've been fighting for you. <laughs> We have though. We have been for years been like fighting this Eastern Carolina disease. ESPN, random beat writers around the country. Like it's getting ridiculous. When are people gonna get the message? Never. At so I believe this a lot of this is like they're doing it on purpose. They have to know that we don't go by Eastern Carolina. Well, they don't. There are people that don't even know sports probably. That they just I mean, who who's the social media person for the Boca Raton Bowl? What do they do the rest of the year? That's like if you have a job vacation in Boca Raton. If you have a job with a bowl, what do you do all year? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I don't know the answer. Just I was, like elves at the at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> what do they what do? What do they do all year? What they what does what does Santa do all year? sits on his fat ass and just waits till the next christmas there's your answer about the bowl people uh but elves build the toys right yeah they do they they grind <laughs> now i don't know if that takes all year or I, like they probably they could get it done by like april may and then have vacation time yeah. what is where the, they go for vacation what do the uh somewhere warm probably what did the elves do on i guess christmas night's just a big party for them right oh dude our christmas eve yeah it's yeah. like uh you know on draft night like teams they're in their war room they celebrate after a great draft or what they think is a great draft yeah the elves they party it up they're like man then on christmas dude, day they that, pack their that bags toy they train go on you made, dude cheers to that huh that toy train that you made uh man cheers to that that uh that uh iphone 13 plus whatever that you built yeah and put it in verizon stores hey cheers to that all right well we learned what uh what elves do all right let's uh take a break that was a great nfl segment where we talked a lot about cam newton when we return it didn't even play the segment the little audio thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right clip did that on purpose nah nah it's a fine it's a fine it's a fine <laughs> Spicy Cam Newton. It's a spicy Cam Newton. I'll tell you what. Uh, cut the music real quick, Shirley. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll do this because uh, we'll get to. You'll hear Raja Harris, Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford in a moment at 4:30. We're planning to talk to Holt Naylor, so got a little bit of time here. Let's uh, set up your clip, Chandler. What do we got? Well, you know, years ago we enjoyed the sounds of the Spanish radio team for the Carolina Panthers. When the uh, when Graham Gano hit his 63 yarder against the Giants, and I believe it was 2018, not sure exactly when it was, but uh, I kind of fell in love with those guys. Really haven't had a moment in the past few years where we have wanted to hear a um, a clip from them. But yesterday it was the return of Cam Newton in Carolina and making his first start and his re-debut where it all started 10 years ago in 2011 when he made his rookie start uh, for the Carolina Panthers. He started the game off with a rushing touchdown, and we were able to hear 
from the sports uh, radio team, the Spanish sports radio team for the Carolina Panthers. And this is how it sounded. Desastre, Superman! Ahí está Cam. Manda sus números. Le van a servir, Tiens Cam. Va a correr por fuera. Va a correr por fuera. Touchdown! 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 Estás de regreso, dinosaurio! Estás de regreso! Confetes y serpentinas! And ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly how Chandler sounded when Cam Newton scored that touchdown. Much uh, better than Mick Mixon, I'll say that. Oh, oh, shots fired! Dude. I know you grew up with Mick Mixon, and uh, I, I grew up. Mick Mixon was a color analyst for North Carolina, North Carolina Tar Heel football, not a play by. I think he's a better color guy than a play by play guy. Huh? But that's me, especially since he paints the picture of what everybody's wearing. Came in, doesn't that, he? Come, and what's Cam's full name? It's like Cameron Drell Newton. Cameron Jarrell Newton behind in the shotgun. I'm impressed you even palms to his palms to his lips <laughs> as he because he does that little thing with the uh, arms crossed across the uh, ample chest of Ron Rivera. So I was at Minji's and I would check my phone for scores and saw the Panther score, clicked on it, saw it was a Cam Newton run. I was like, this is, you got to be kidding me. I mean, what a story book. I mean, you had to be. It was. What about a story, Chandler? What, what about a story? <laughs> the Carolina Panthers have their uh, Superman back. You had to be and, beside and, yourself. Did you cry? No, no, I didn't cry, man. I, maybe if I was by myself, kind of sitting, you know, sitting there and being able to. I was in tiebreakers when I saw it, but uh, I did. I was smiling ear to ear when it happened. Uh, I, I think it was just all a part of the story. I think it was all a part of the script to get him in there if we were anywhere within five yards of the end zone. And uh, thanks to the defense for setting that up because the defense got a strip sack. Morgan Fox scoops up the fumble and is able to set the Panthers up for that Cam Newton touchdown run and uh, get the ball back, drive down. Here comes, uh, guess who? Cam Newton back into the game, looking like he's going to run it again to that right side. Instead, he cocks the arm and finds Robbie Anderson in the corner of the end zone for what a, a difference a week makes last week robbie anderson is chewing out sam darnold on the sidelines this week he's celebrating with camden what a different you know what a difference a week makes is is exactly right because last week i was just about done with the season now it's been i mean cam newton brings so much energy now you're a game and a half out of first place i mean you're right in the mix look i mean i'm not trying <laughs> to get ahead of myself but i mean he brings such a and it looks like Robbie's enjoying having Cam Newton. And going into the season, you thought maybe Robbie was excited to have his old quarterback from the, uh, the New York Jets back with Sam Darnold. Now I believe Robbie Anderson's having more fun than any time like any time of his career right now. And he's only played one game with Cam Newton. He's only caught one pass from Cam Newton. Um, Christian McCaffrey is very excited. Big game for him, too. Big Probably overshadowed. Him. Absolutely. Uh, doing it. Like he has his whole career doing it on the ground, doing it through the air. So uh, great to have uh, Christian McCaffrey performing like we know he can. So it was a bittersweet weekend for me, uh, sports fan wise. Um, you know, the Hornets win on Friday night. Uh, they win last night with a huge win for the Hornets last night against the uh, yep. against the Warriors, especially on that terrible road trip that we had where we only won one game out of five. And, uh, 
Let's see. We also had the Pirates going back to the bowl game to a bowl game for the first time since I was a junior in high school. Clip Brock. So the the uh, Pan or excuse me, the Pirates are back in a bowl game for the first time in seven years, and then the Panthers get a big win uh, on a, on a Sunday afternoon, and Cam Newton is back. So, so it, all, it, all that stuff is good. My only question is, do you understand what bittersweet means? No, nah, I don't. Okay, I, bittersweet means it's like good, but something kind of bad happens also. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so what's just, the better word? You had a sweet weekend. Super sweet. Nah, there's got to be a word for that. <laughs> it's not bittersweet. That's all I know. This is a bittersweet ending to the segment because it was pretty good, but then uh took a turn. So what? what's the word I'm looking for? I sweet. I don't like sweet. <laughs> all right, well, think about it during the break because we're out of time uh, for this segment. Uh, better sweet? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... We need to get you a dictionary for Christmas. See, it was. Uh, I'd say you need a day. Heartwarming. It was heartwarming. Okay. I'd say you need to take a day off, but you do that plenty. We <laughs> <laughs> so, don't need that. <laughs> All right. When we return, Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed, and DJ Ford. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live back inside the Players Lounge after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, then Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, hour two of Pirate Radio Live, planning to hook up with Holt Nailers in about 20 minutes or so. Myself, Troy D., will be talking to the quarterback right now We'll hear from a Pirate running back, receiver, and safety, Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford. The guys dropped by the Pirate Radio Studios earlier today, and we had a chat inside the Players' Lounge. Let's hear it right now. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, Rajay Harris. And first off, guys, I'll speak for the fans tuned in and fellow alums and say thank you. it's been a long wait and i know tyler you probably felt like you've been waiting a while for it rajay you've been around a couple years dj your first year it feels like a a lot of work but man you guys were middle schoolers the last time east carolina went to a bowl game so (laughs) exactly geez so let's start there uh rajay that feeling when uh the pirates get to stop in overtime what's going through your head at that moment Man, it's just you know i knew they was gonna get to stop you know I wasn't really too pressed about it or whatever, but after the game, it was just so many emotions that just came across just for the seniors and everybody that have been here. You know, we go into a bowl game. It's just, it's a very exciting feeling, but, you know, I just got to stay focused and continue to grind through these next two weeks. 
DJ, what was that like where they line up for the extra point? Uh, Mike Houston decides to ice the kicker. He said that, look, they've been a little shaky kicking. And he also said that you guys had in mind that they might go for two here. So mm-hmm. what were those uh, conversations like during that timeout on the sidelines? Um, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, we were trying to ice the kicker, but they tried it out there to go for two. And they ran a play that we were over-prepared for. Like, we were extremely prepared for We had ran that play all week. So wow. we stopped it and... The celebrations began. You know? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's a good feeling when you know what's coming. Then you just got to execute. We'll talk to Bruce Bivens uh, in a moment. But, man, I hadn't seen old man Bruce run that fast after the quarterback <laughs> in a long time. That was a great play. Tyler, a uh, big game for you on Saturday uh, when you needed it to happen. Uh, how about your feelings when that uh, pass went incomplete? I, I was just filled with emotions. Uh, first person I saw was Miles Berry just take off. So I just took off after him. He ended up running like 100 yards. So I had to sprint and catch up to him. But, uh, no, I mean, just a celebration that happened after the field was a great feeling. Uh, Just knowing all that hard work paid off. But, you know, seven's better than six. So go back this week and try and get another one. Yeah, I'm I'm a Braves fan. They just won the World Series. But before that, they won the division. They won the, you know, divisional round of the playoffs. They celebrate after every moment like that, but there's more to to go get. Mm -hmm. And for you guys, that's a win against Navy, a win against Cincinnati, and a bowl win. So, you know, are you over it yet? I mean, you guys seem pretty locked in. Like, you accomplished a lot, but now you're kind of moved on to the next thing, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, kind of got over it yesterday watching film or whatever. Um, Got Navy this week, you know, a big opponent coming in, especially for us on offense and defense. But, uh, you know, you got to stay 1% this week and just lock in on Navy. Yeah, and look, I mean, the first bowl appearance since 2014 hadn't beat Navy since 2011. So let's go ahead and do that, right? Yes, sir. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> uh, Rajay, one of my favorite plays on Saturday, you get kind of stuffed at the line. If you'd, uh, if you'd have stayed there another second, maybe second and a half, they probably would have blown the play dead for Damn. progress. <laughs> uh, the legs keep churning. You bust out of it and get a nice gain. It, it, that, again, football is a metaphor for life, but mm-hmm. don't quit trying. Don't give up. We saw that on that play, and you got up, and we're pretty excited about oh, it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We needed the first down right there, and um, Houghton looked at me and told me to get the first down. So, you know, um, when they stopped me at the line, I just knew to keep my legs moving, and something was going to open up. So it opened up for me, and I was kind of excited myself. Like, I, I ain't really know, like, wow, like, the play is still going. You didn't so, hear a whistle. <laughs> no, I didn't. So I just took off. You know, I seen Sean Bailey on the right. He was just stopping. I was like, well, I'm going to keep going to get this first down then. So, you know, I got the first down. Sneed was right there beside me. You know, I got a picture on my phone of Sneed, and we were just talking about it on the sideline. Um <laughs> Man, it was a great feeling, man, just getting that first down. And that last drive, Tyler, you guys had to convert third downs, I think a fourth down, and uh, I went back and watched it last night. A lot of nervous moments there, but uh, you guys got it done, man. What's that like going down the field? You know you got to have it. Uh, so you you got your pressure on you, but how do you, you block that out and just go make plays? I mean, just take it play by play. I think we did pretty good on third downs, probably our best game with it. So we Definitely. were kind of used to it. You know, everybody – at least in my opinion, knew we were going to get it and uh, had the confidence in that. And then, you know, Rajay had the big third down run. That was my favorite play of the game, too. I got I got <laughs> hyped with him out there. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was a huge drive. We took off a lot uh, lot of time off the clock, which helped helped everything. So, no, it was really exciting. DJ, a lot of long, time-consuming drives by the Pirates on Saturday. That helps out your side of the ball, right, when those guys are doing <laughs> oh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're well-rested, ready to go every time we hit the field. 
So and as we good appreciate it. as good as you guys were on third downs, which uh, you know you were due to have a good game on third yeah. down. Yeah. The defense once again good on third downs, getting off the field. Uh, DJ, that's a high-powered offense you guys faced on Saturday. So, how did you feel coming out of that game you played against the uh, Tigers? Um, I feel like we did really good. Um, I feel like we bottled up their more explosive guys, and they kind of struggled to get something going outside of those guys. So, I was extremely proud of our team and our execution of the, the game plan. So, Let's get to the uh, the locker room celebration. I guess everybody's 18 at this point, right? You can smoke a cigar. <laughs> so, who's the, who bro- broke out the cigars? I'm not even sure. I ain't even had one. I, uh, yeah, I didn't one have one either. I, I was looking one. for one. Though. I know uh, Miles Berry had one. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. live in the locker room uh, during the celebration. Definitely. But yeah. uh, you guys have had some great locker room celebrations this year. Uh, I guess this one ranks at the top so far. Got oh, to be. Got to be. And just outside of the locker room, we had Coach Houston hit a TikTok. So. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like, I'm gonna ask Xavier about that one. He was in it. Uh, that that was interesting. And, and Coach Houston, he didn't look like he was happy to do it. But what did he agree beforehand that if you give me six wins, I'll do whatever, something like that? It was probably something along those lines between him and Aaron. There's no telling. How uh, how did it feel to come off the plane and see the Pirate fans waiting for you there on Saturday night? Hey man, I was that was crazy right there because I ain't surreal. never really experienced yeah. nothing like that. So, yeah. you know, um, we got off the plane and I just walked straight to the fans and it was just they was cheering loud and I was just like, man, we're changing, we're changing this ECU culture. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. I heard someone moment. say, I heard someone say, look at all the people out there. I'm like, quit lying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, like there really are people. <laughs> so it was really cool to go over, shake hands with people. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate with the fans that cheer us on all the time. So. Navy on deck next, and uh, last year it was kind of a, a typical, you know, frustrating loss to Navy. You guys were in the game. The defense and DJ, you weren't here last year, but the defense played pretty well, all things considered, against that option. Uh, what is the job of a safety when you take on a, a triple option team like that? What are you watching out for? Uh, the safeties, as well as everyone, is you have to be extremely disciplined. You have to stay locked in on your key. You know, what I'm saying it's one of those deals where you see a little, see a lot, see a lot, see a little. So. You, you do your job, and you make sure you do your job and your job only because trying to do someone else's job will get you beat. They will run it 12 times in a row and then try to hit you over the top. They exactly. lull you to sleep back there, right? Exactly. So that's a uh, – and, and for you guys on offense, uh, the former Pirate Philip Henry used to always say that – he could get kind of lost on the sidelines when Navy's going on a nine-minute drive yeah. and, like, keep looking at the clock. You know, he's starting to get cold oh, on the sidelines, warm himself <laughs> yeah, up. So, so y'all got to stay engaged because Navy tends to go on those long drives. But uh, Pirates taking on the midshipmen coming up 3.30 on Saturday. After that, the kickoff time came out for Cincinnati. ABC, national TV, uh, 3.30 at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium the day after Thanksgiving. So a uh, good kickoff time there as well. I'll ask you, have you guys looked at the um, potential bowl games you could be going to? Do you I haven't really, I ain't really looked looked at nothing. Okay. I've seen them on Twitter though. Like, I mean, I can no. throw out a few. You can go to the, the Myrtle Beach Bowl is a possibility. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, Hawaii, I hear that's nice this time of year. Yeah. that'd be pretty nice, right? <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, a little colder in Boston, but you could be playing at historic Fenway Park where that'd they have the cool. Green Monster. That'd be really cool. That'd, that'd yeah. be cool. Uh, down in Florida at the Cure Bowl, uh, the Gasparilla Bowl, I believe, down in Florida as well. So you've got a lot of options there. What's number one on the list? 
I don't really know. Hawaii sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's so hot down there, so I guess Hawaii. Yeah, yeah that would I'm be good, a better Hawaii. Whatever, that would be cool. But yeah. I'm good with whatever. Yeah, I'd be thrilled to go anywhere. Yeah. That's kind of how I think Pirate fans feel, too. And, and yeah. the fans that want to travel would love to see uh, you guys like in Myrtle Beach. Annapolis Military Bowl is another one, which will actually be in the stadium you're playing in uh, coming up this Saturday. So. Definitely. Uh, pretty cool to be talking about that this time of the year. And uh, once again, congratulations to you guys. I know you put in the work. So uh, still still more to do, though. So yes, a lot more. Get locked back in uh, for Navy coming up this Saturday, 3.30. We'll be with you 11.30 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Um, all right. Cowboys win. Yes, sir. Steelers tie. Steelers, we're not even going to talk about it. And Rajay, what are you, Niners? You tonight, right? Rams, Niners. Yeah. We're going to see what OBJ got for you. We ain't going to deny it. All right, the celebration is over. You guys are locked back in. So uh, go get another win on the road this weekend, and uh, we'll reconvene next Monday. All right. Congratulations, guys. Appreciate Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you. Rajay Harris, Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford inside the Players Lounge. Troy D alongside will take a timeout. We are expecting the arrival of Holt Nailers live in the Pirate Radio Studios. Troy coming up in just a few minutes. Yeah, I look forward to uh, catching up with Holton live in studio today. So, uh, good chance to visit with him. As uh, Look, they get Mondays off, but still, uh, you got to figure on weeks like this, this is probably still a work day for most of the guys, including Hole Naylor, so we'll ask him about it. I know uh, he's had a lot of meetings already today. As they prepare for Navy, big game coming up this weekend for the Pirates to see if they can get to seven wins, Clip Rock, on the season and a winning finish with a winning record now on the line. You don't have to stop at six. You do not have to stop at six. Keep I wonder, rolling. wonder if Coach Houston will use this as motivation this week to finish with a winning record, which would be guaranteed regular season winning record if they win. You should ask him tomorrow. I'm considering some questions to ask him tomorrow including a rephrase of last week's question <laughs> that I think I'll get a better response to this week. Uh, still to come on today's show, a very happy Xavier Smith. We talked to him earlier in the Pirate Radio Studios. CJ Johnson live at around 5.30 and we played it on Friday. But uh, Troy, you know, it, we should let Troy hear and respond to Troy arguing with Troy. Clip, I gotta be honest, you played that for me earlier. I was out of town. I didn't get a chance to hear it when you debuted it last week. That is some tremendous audio production, my friend. It's incredible. A man divided. I've had, I have some thoughts on this. You have thoughts on your thoughts? Being divided. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll let you decide who's right, Troy or Troy. Hold Naylor's is going to join really us. There's no losers in that situation. <laughs> well, Speaking of which, depends here. on how you look at it. Let's uh, <laughs> take a time losers, out. Depending on your perspective. We got a winner to talk to, yes, though. Hold Naylor's going to join us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We are right back with you after this. The voice of the Pirate Nation. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. 
Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two, here on a Victory Monday. Clip Rock, Troy D., and the Pirate quarterback, Holden Aylers, joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We're re-watching the game so we can critique Holden's performance live. <laughs> in real time. This is how we watch you watch film with the coaches. We're going to yeah. coach you up here. <laughs> I'm going to hear all of it, I'm sure. <laughs> Holden, congratulations, man. Uh, that, that First of all, wanted to get that out of the way. I know... Uh, You've worked hard for this, and uh, you, you certainly deserve it. You and your teammates. What, what's uh, I don't know. What are you feeling here on this Monday? Feels great. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, just think about all the years that we've put into this, especially these guys that have been here. You know, four, five. You know, some of them six years now. Um, to finally get bowl eligible, man. I mean, that's the goal that we set out to be when we all came here, and just a blessing um, to be in this situation to be part of this community and be part of this team look there's still a lot more that you guys can accomplish and do this season but uh, you know i just kind of get the feeling like the monkey is finally off the back of this program you know uh, mike houston in his third year now i remember him telling me hey uh when he one of the first things he ever told me was judge me in year three that's where usually it's going to take a few years to turn this thing around in this season it really kind of has the feeling man this thing is finally turning around and credit to the coaches and you guys as players executing as I, as I said there's still more to do but is that the feeling you have that man we finally broke through this first huge goal now we can move on to the next yeah for sure I mean with the goal all along was like I said just get to a bowl game um, to change this program because that was kind of the, the thing that did it is once you get to a bowl game um, you know you're, you're back where you belong you're back in postseason play and stuff like that. Now, we do got bigger goals I'm in set in mind now that we accomplished this one, but at the same time, I mean, to, to accomplish that um, this year, it's just, like I said, I mean, it's just such a blessing to be part of this team that actually did it. It's going to be remembered as, you know, changing this thing. How are you doing physically? I know I, t- I talked to some of your teammates <laughs> off the air, and they were like, man, that field in Memphis, like a lot of people don't realize, they said it was cut really short. So it, it even bad, though it's field yeah. turf, it's a very hard field turf. They said it felt like concrete. It did. They said uh, you, you kind of felt it too. Yeah, I'm all tore up. My back's all tore up um, from it. And people are going to bring up the slide, but – that's why I was sliding like that. Well, it was more of a plop. <laughs> yeah, just sitting down pretty much. But, no, I wasn't trying to get any part of my skin on that because I did that one time and I showed you my back. I mean, yeah. it's tore up pretty bad. It looks so. like road rash from a motorcycle Yes, I mean, something. it was bad. It it didn't even, like, feel like turf, to be honest. It was hard, and it was yeah, it being cold didn't help. But, I mean, yeah, it was, it was not a good not a good thing. To we were watching the game, Holden, and as that, that <laughs> oh, slide God. happened – we were saying, you know, Holden's a great baseball player. He knows yes. how to slide. I Why did he do that? But now it makes sense. You, yes. you just didn't no. want any part of that turf. So. I, I do know how to slide. I've heard it from all my brothers now that they need to teach me how to slide and all that. I'm like, dude, I know how to slide. I was trying not to get now, cut up. When it's cold and feel t- like you sometimes have an arm sleeve yeah. on, but have you thought about just going kind of sleeve on both arms? Yeah, so my right elbow, I have like a little patch on it um, of, I think they call it turf tape. And that's usually where I get cut up at. Um, so that covered that up, but my legs were not covered, and I was not going to slide and get cut up on my legs. 
Holden, uh, after usually you see the uh, the offensive lineman lift up a, a quarterback or a running back after a touchdown. You're bigger than a lot of other QBs. I noticed on Keaton's go-ahead touchdown in overtime, you were the one lifting him up. But, man, that fourth uh, fourth down drive to, to score there at the end, the overtime touchdown, you guys uh, did your part. And the defense, of course, got the, the game-winning stop at the end. But how about those crunch time plays? You've been in these situations in the fourth quarter how much did that experience help you and the team there late in the game, you think? I think it did a lot. I mean, we, we had a bunch of plays that, in the moment, it didn't seem that big. It just seemed like another play. But I think, kind of like you said, that it's just from being in that experience. We've had a lot of close games this year that really didn't go our way. And um, even when it got close, like in this one, um, we just kind of felt like it was, it was finally going to go our way. We felt like that way versus Houston, it didn't. So... Um, we knew that it was coming, and that experience really did help us, I think. I felt that game, uh, Marshall, being able to come, yeah, dig out of sure. that hole, come from behind, and have such an emotional win. And, and to me, that was really kind of almost a turning point this season, that this team could do it. They could go on the road. They could win a big game. They could come from behind. This win, though, also kind of had that emotion to it. You're on the road. It's yeah. against a tough opponent. Uh, you're a big underdog. And, and you hold off, and you're able to pull it out in overtime. Uh, and you really kind of help put this team on your back in, in whatever it takes to win. Um, and the bond you have with Coach Houston, I mean, there were some critics earlier this yep. year. And, and I've, you know, I will say this, I don't hear many critics right now yeah. uh, of you guys or what's going on. But Coach Houston stuck, stood by you every time, never once wavered in his support of you guys. And I thought it really kind of showed at the end of the game his love really for you and, and probably likewise both ways i would assume that uh, y'all's relationship together yeah it did um you know we've said all along that um when, when he first got here he said that you know i'm his quarterback um that he's going to stick with me and we're going to get this thing turned around together and to finally do that um there's a ton of emotion there um we've been through a lot of stuff together um on and off the field so it's just we're just blessed to have him as our head coach to get this thing turned around and he was definitely the right guy for the job and no matter who faced criticism, um, we just we just stayed it, stayed in a tight circle, um, and finally got to where we needed to go. You had a uh, long hug with Mike Houston after the game. I saw Bruce. I saw CJ come get you. Yeah. Everybody wanted a piece of you after the game. <laughs> but uh, those memories holding, they're going to last you forever, man. What was that like? And and then going in the locker room and celebrating that had to be an all time. Yeah, it, it's one of the best feelings, if not the best feeling I've ever had. Um, yeah, I mean when it happened. I sprinted to midfield, and of course I slipped because the turf. Not gonna bring that up. <laughs> that in. freaking turf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost got an injury after the game. So I was laying down in the middle of the field, looking like this, and people just came and like got all over me, and I was I had to get up before I got stepped on. But yeah, man, it's just even the young guys. I mean, they know how special it was for us, especially the older guys now. But um, I mean, the night before the game, Warren got in front of the team um, and just you know talked about what these older guys have been through and how lucky we are to have young guys that look up to us um, and know how important it is to get to where we want to go and they they knew how important it was for us and it was that means it was important to them so just the family atmosphere we have in that locker room special look you've been honest with us the whole season we started these interviews before football season began and and you were the one guy saying look our goal we want to get to a bowl game that's a major step for us and that's what we're focused on and even you know not given not that coaches don't give you the coach speak all the time but they don't want to talk about that but you're like hey you can talk about it and and that's what you guys were focused on uh, how fun is it now that you know you're going to a bowl? You still got two games left. You can still add a lot to this total, but to know, okay, no matter what happens the rest of this season, this team's still going to go to a bowl game, and to be able to look at the lineups and say, man, this place could be cool. This place could be cool. You know, any places in particular that you go, wow, this would be pretty interesting right here. 
Yeah, well, we kind of been doing that all year. I'm not going to lie, especially, you know, my little row in the locker room. That's We've talked about that before every single practice. That kind of gives us motivation. We can go here, we can go here, and we'd like, we'd like to be in Hawaii, but I'm not going to say. I don't even know if that's possible, but that'd be pretty cool it's for us. Possible. It's there, yeah. yeah it's, it's one but, of, uh, I mean, we're going to have some team there. Yeah. yeah, but every time we talk about it, we'd end the conversation before practice. All right, well, we got to go do this first. Like, we can't yeah. – we're not going to go to a bowl game if we don't win six games. So, getting there is special, but – I'm pretty sure Clip said something about uh, him getting a shark tattoo with a eye patch on it if we went out the rest of the year. That so we're true. working on that now. So, so went out, so that means the next two games <laughs> in the bowl game. Yeah, got to get the bowl game. Too. Oh, he added that to it. Win out means win out. I'm just trying to be fair to Clip. I feel that win out. I tell you what, it. if y'all beat Cincinnati, and I don't have any tattoos, I'm not a tattoo guy. All right. But I think uh, that I'm, I want to do my part for the team. For sure. What are you getting? Uh, a shark, because they've been doing the yeah. shark on defense yeah. with an uh, uh, eye, eye patch. patch. A pirate, pirate shark. Yeah. Where would you put it? I, I don't know. <laughs> we, we, look, Troy. No, no, I'm just curious. One week at a time. Right. One I, game at a time. I feel this is going to happen. Like I, I, yeah. I said last week, if ECU can take care of business at Memphis, they're playing with house money. They'll go on, I felt, feel to hopefully take care of business in Navy. And then all of a sudden, you got a national TV game. Yeah. One of the only Heck games yeah. Friday after Thanksgiving. It's on ABC 330. Uh, you're playing with house money at that point. You know, there's really nothing to lose because all the pressure's on Cincinnati. There's no pressure on East Carolina. You can just go out there and have a good time. But I know we've got to focus on Navy first. But both these games, I believe, Cliff, that they could do it. I agree with you. And so does the quarterback. Yeah, sitting right there. <laughs> hey, Clip, if you do decide you're going to get the shark tattoo, I only have one request, mm-hmm. and that is Troy has to tag along with you. <laughs> Because I want you to experience what I experienced when Troy had to watch me get my, my tattoo. When he, he nearly fainted. When he nearly fainted. I heard yeah. about that story. I can imagine getting one. I can barely watch someone get one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jaquan McMillan making a pick. A whole net defense just continues to play awesome. And honestly, uh, you guys helped them out on Saturday. The time of possession, the stats in this game were incredible. Yeah. Uh, you guys went on some long drives, controlled the ball, controlled the clock. And uh, really helped out the defense this week. Yeah, we did. Uh, we could have scored a lot more points yeah. than we did. We, we talked beforehand that their red zone defense was really good. We knew that going in, so they helped us out probably more than we helped them out. But yeah, I mean, time of possession is huge. I think it was like forty to seventeen or something Crazy. like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we went on that last drive. I think we got it with eight minutes to go. Um, and right before we scored, I looked up and it was like a minute something left, and I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, we we're really gonna you know score the minute to go there. So. Um, I know the whole, should we score, should we Yeah, score, on that note. Brought it up. Yeah, like, you know, the main thing is to score. Yeah. If, you, if you don't score, it don't matter how right. much time's left. So you get the score. Are you thinking about that in that moment? Like, let's run a little more clock, or we got them on their heels, let's let's punch it in. Yeah, so in the moment, I was actually trying to go faster. So, the, so one thing, they're really, like, I don't know if many people notice this, but before the play, their defense would look like they're not set until, like, the very last second. So they were really big on stealing signals. So we tried to get the plays in as quick as possible because, I mean, if you know what play's coming, it's going to be easier to stop. Um, so personally, I was trying to go faster, but also don't make whatever Coach Houston makes a year. So, I mean, if he wanted to slow it down there, we could have, but they'd already stuffed us a couple times down there. So, I mean, we just tried to take the points and just, I mean, the way our defense is playing is just trust them. 
we were talking about bowl games earlier, and uh, Clip, you brought this up earlier in the show. Uh, the Boca Bowl, Boca Raton oh, yep. Bowl, is uh, <laughs> one of the possibilities for our league. You actually used you in the picture yeah. there. A pretty good picture with of the you. jersey that says East Carolina. Yeah, congratulating <laughs> East Carolina uh, with with ECU in the end zone and your East Carolina jersey. But it said bowl eligible Eastern Carolina. Yeah. Now I will say Pirate Nation reacted quickly. Oh, I think I'm Clip, sure. you got to put the I'm alert sure. out here, and then yeah. it blew up on Twitter. Uh, they've already deleted the tweet. Yeah. So I said something like that we weren't going to accept the the ceiling claim rope bowl. <laughs> screwing their name up. Holding uh, Hawaii is number one on your power rankings. Is that right? Absolutely. I think it's the whole team. Where do you rank yeah. Myrtle Beach? I think Myrtle Beach would be fun. Some yeah. of our players are are not for it. They're like, we can go there anytime. But dude, Myrtle Beach is I like the Vegas of fans. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I think it would be fun. I, that's where I went for spring break with a couple of the players, and I had the, a great time. Yeah, Just ignore that play right there. <laughs> <laughs> Holden, uh, how about uh, you're a baseball guy too? Fenway Park. Now the weather might not be great, but how about playing a football game in Fenway? Have you thought about that? It, I think that'd be pretty sweet too. Um, the venue's not, interesting. I'm yeah. not for the cold. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'd rather be in Myrtle Beach with a bunch of fans there. But I mean, I think fans would come to Boston. I think that'd be fun and. Um, every time I bring it up around my family and around like my room, like Aaron Jarman's a big baseball guy. He's my roommate, the tight end. And he's like, dude, I want to go to Boston so bad. I'm like, I don't know, man. Cold. Like when you think of bowl games, you think of warm. I'm and, with you. And yeah, stuff Cure, like that, Cure so. Bowl has an ECU tie in. Ron Dowdy's daughter runs that. Bowl. That's Florida. Correct. Yeah. That's in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Which wouldn't be a bad spot. I mean, Boston spot. would be cool though. I think it really would be. I'm a, I mean, I like baseball. I, so. I think it would be interesting just because of the venue. Yeah, having a, would be a cool. college game in Fen- in the historic Fenway Park, yep. kind of like playing Wrigley Field. Or as something. we learned on the fifth quarter, uh, your father Morgan Aylers is running this whole operation. Oh, yes. So yeah. it so comes down to whatever he decides. Local yeah. politics. It comes down. <laughs> to well, what we he actually wants. consult with Morgan, and then we and then we let him deliver the message to. Coach I'm just Houston. thankful you guys. So, you're you allow me to be the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, here. you're welcome. Um, I really am. Thank you. Guys. You know what? You are. And I'm going to go ahead and announce that we're going to keep him as the starter. We're going to start him this week. Yeah. Thank you guys. I've been worried. We're going to. Then we're going to tell you tomorrow. <laughs> Holden, uh, question for you. you. You got a year of eligibility left. You've got some options. Uh, are you the quarterback of the Pirates in 2022? I'll be the quarterback of the Pirates this Saturday versus Navy. <laughs> and, I, dude, I, I've been asked that question yeah, a know. thousand times a day. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, there there really hasn't been a decision made yet. Um, I've, I've really focused on not – thinking about it really i know that's kind of weird to say but um you know i've just enjoyed this year i mean i will be walking on senior night um versus cincinnati but that doesn't mean that i won't come back next year just in case it is um you know i've enjoyed this as much as anyone has um you know taking us back to a bowl game and all that but um i mean ecu is a hard place to leave and especially when we're winning and stuff like that so when i sit down i mean i'm just going to look at it and and see where my heart says so doesn't see how the season finishes too I mean, all you guys go on a run here at the end of the year. You know, not only is Clip getting a Pirate Shark tattoo, but all of a sudden East Carolina. I mean, if they were to go on a run and, and finish out, Pirates would finish nine and four. Yep. Possibly ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, and and when I committed Best case here, scenario. I mean, I'll, when I committed here, I was I guess seventeen years old. I was a starter. I guess when I was eighteen years old, and I'm twenty-two now. And I mean, it's been a long run. Um, just to think of the stuff that. I've been through. There's been a lot of dark moments, but you know, times like Saturday, I mean, that cures everything and that makes yeah. everything worth it. So you have the unique position to possibly be 
uh, a quarterback here during some of the dark, worst times ever in ECU history and potentially some of the best times ever in yeah. ECU history because the, the script is still being written. Yeah, for sure. And that's where, I mean, I will have to step back and look. Um, I'm hearing all different types of opinions from everyone on it. But, I mean, I've kept a tight circle this whole time, and you guys know that. Um, that, I mean, I just listen to who I've listened to since I was a kid and, and trusted their opinion on it and trusted, you know, my heart too. So when it comes that time, I'm sure it will, I mean, I think we got to sign up for classes by December 6th. So I should know really before the bowl game um, if I'm going to. So uh, it's coming quickly, but we're going to have to see. Will you make your announcement and decision on Pirate Radio here? Why not? How about sure. that? <laughs> Fair enough. The decision. Yeah. Uh, Holt Naylor's hold coming on. December. I know you got to run. Uh, the decision has been made by Morgan Naylor's. We're going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Heck uh, yeah. All right. That'll be fun. <laughs> nice trip uh, to California. I'll go to the Rose Bowl. Holden, uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Congratulations uh, to you guys. I thanks, know guys. you worked hard on it, man. Yeah. Really happy for you guys. It's yeah. your day off, but you still have a lot going on today, right? Yep. I got film yeah. in 18 minutes, so I got to head out. Sounds right. good. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you next week. All right, there is ECU quarterback Holden Aylers joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back, have more for you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Give them a call today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. Clip Brock, Troy D. Still to come, we'll hear from Xavier Smith and C.J. Johnson. That on the way in hour three uh of our show troy d uh dean asking on facebook live what's the ballpark date for knowing what bowl we land uh it's been so long i forgot man i don't, I don't know if there is a deadline I, well you usually know, they, like they announce it pretty quickly after the final game if i recall but there's like talk of it leading up to the last yeah week it's and, usually that last weekend yeah. after this the regular season ends and then it seems like everything kind of shakes out that weekend so probably not until um at this point thanksgiving weekend because it looks like well i don't know it depends i mean it really depends what happens with uh cincinnati and stuff and we could have a factor in that so i mean there's a lot of what ifs don't they have a bowl selection show on espn where yeah but i remember watching that as a kid but but even like let's say cincinnati goes to the conference championship game let's just run that scenario what if they lose the conference championship game that could affect and then they're not eligible to be in the top implications right so then they you need to place them in a bowl dominoes right so i don't i don't think it may not happen as quickly as we think or some of them may and some of them may not yeah it just depends Uh, there's not an easy answer to that but um gotta get uh, thanks to holt nailers for coming in today and and clip you you know i mean listen regardless of what happens on the field in whatever folks opinion is of holton um which i think most people have a favorable opinion of but you got to give the kid credit. I mean, always conducts himself with class. 
is a great representative of East Carolina and the Pirate Nation. And uh, even under, I mean, we talked about how much pressure he's under uh, in, in the what's what's you know the expectations are with him to see him kind of starting to blossom here to me i think is fantastic you know and, and i and he is just a good, good i mean guy. i've said it since the beginning he handles himself the same way after a win as he does a loss yeah. he is very consistent that's what you want in a quarterback and uh you know great guy to talk to so i and i legitimately am happy for him and exa- like all the guys that but came very in mature today. i they're, feel they're for all, his age yeah. i yeah. mean it's like it's almost like talking to an nfl quarterback that's been through you know yeah he the gets ringer, it. So to i mean speak. Yeah. i'll tell you what let's hear uh shirley can we hear mike houston after the game real quick uh mike houston caught on uh with the espn plus crew after the win over memphis with holt nailers uh close by here's how it sounded an incredible win for East Carolina. Overtime in the Liberty Bowl. Mike Houston joins us on the field right now. Coach, I know it's not what you focused on the most, but your team is now bowl eligible for the no first doubt. time since 2014. Congratulations. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of them. I'm speechless. And so I told Hope out there a while ago, just well, I took the job. You know, that was, our, that was our goal to get us back to going to bowl games, to get part football back where it's supposed to be. And this bunch, I'm going to tell you, the way they compete, the way they play, and just I, I love this bunch of kids. They are a bunch of dang warriors down there. I'll tell you what, 12, I'm telling you what, this right here, he's the best damn quarterback in this league. And he's our leader. I'm proud of him. He's a heck of a player. You're right, Coach. Talk, talk a little bit more about him. Talk what he was able well, to do. Just his composure. I mean, that last drive, that touchdown drive, I mean, we put so much on him, and, and, and people don't understand just, I mean, he, he makes so many good decisions every single game, every single drive, and, and I mean, he allows us to do a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I thought he made some great plays with his feet today. You know, I know he had the two interceptions, but, uh, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, if we don't have him, we don't win this ball game. You know, that, that last drive right there, just, you know, just the, the subtle checks, the check downs, you know, the relationship with he and Sneed, and the big plays that they made, and um, I just—he's a heck of a player now. That's Mike Houston talking about holding Aylers after the game. And look, got to give Mike Houston a lot of credit. Uh, when he came here, he inherited a dumpster fire clip. It's well documented, and uh, everybody knows it. And, and listen, for it takes a while to change culture, uh, to get you know new schemes put in he had to bring new coaches in in many ways on the defense i mean mike houston this has been a three-year rebuild and i mean this is almost like starting a program over in many ways of what he inherited so to be able to do this in, in year three and once again this is not they haven't won a national championship but this is a huge from where this program was this is a massive step in the right direction and this is the turning of the ship we're witnessing it yeah um you know i kind of put ECU's back football, at least back to a bowl game. And that's the first step. And you got to, you know, it it was just like you you look back to the Peach Bowl season, and I don't want to, you know, dwell on the 91 season, but the Pirates went 11 1. But during that season, you know what happened that season that that got them the 11 wins? You were at the games? Well, that, but they were lucky and they got all the breaks. There were a lot of games that could have gone either way. But the games that could have gone either way that went East Carolina's way, and they were able to run the table for those 11 games in a row. This season could have been like that. There's three games that the Pirates lost. Yeah. That one play goes the other way. If they catch a break here, they catch a break there, 
They beat South Carolina. They beat Houston. They beat UCF. <clears throat> Those games, they were right there, Clip, but they didn't go the East, East Carolina's way. So... Right now, East Carolina six and four. They're three plays away, literally, if those go ECU's way, from being, being nine and one right now. Crazy, yeah. So, so close. Th- this program is turning in the right direction. Mike Houston is building a winning program, and you know, I'm not worried about what's going to, ha- you know, what happens here, what happens. Let's just enjoy the moment right now. Let's enjoy the ride. Let's see what can happen in the next couple games. Let's enjoy whatever bowl game we get to go to, and let's hope we can have some more success and we don't finish the year with just six wins. I'd love to see more at this point. I think this team is capable of doing more. I think they want to do more and will do more. But, man, what a great spot to be right now. No doubt. Uh, to get that sixth win, and uh, you said it, uh, kind of gets the monkey off your back or uh, whatever phrase you use, yeah. Troy, to get Lifts that the dark cloud win, over the program. To get it now and not have to have that pressure on you well, this Saturday and next Saturday. And that's why I love doing it against Memphis, which is, I mean, look, that's a tough team to they're be on good, the road. Yeah, Their record good team. in the Liberty Bowl. They were 30-3 and three in their last 3,300 Yeah, I mean, games. the odds were stacked against ECU. So to be able to go that and do that really takes the pressure off. And I think because if, if the – listen, it was a close game. It could have gone either way too. But if they weren't able to finish that, it would now come down to Navy as your last really good opportunity to have a win. Because Cincinnati, it's going to be a long shot. doesn't mean it can't happen, but that's you don't want that being the only chance. Yeah. So there'd be so much pressure on this game. People, They'd be wound up tight. Now, man, they, I think they can relax. I think they're going to play even better now. Because they can have fun, relax, and just go out and let it all fly, you know? Uh, Pirates are a favorite uh, coming up against Navy in Annapolis Saturday. We'll be with you 1130 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 330 kickoff. And look, if East Carolina can play like they did, you know, like they've been playing, they're going to hopefully take care of business against Navy and find a way to win that game. Almost won it last year without Holt Nailers, if you remember. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden, you're bringing in... A win streak for your final game at home on national TV against what's hopefully, you know, will be a top five program in Cincinnati. I mean, man, I love I love that situation East Carolina's in with a lot of confidence. If and a, Cincinnati and a lot, wins, a- they'll be probably still ranked number two. Yeah. in the A people. And, I mean, at that point, I'd say all bets are off. Anything truly is possible. And can you imagine? Oh, you're using all the Troy D lines today. To close out the year over Cincinnati as they run the table to close out the season as the fans storm the field. We just had a Peach Bowl. Can you imagine anything is possible all in the span of God, two minutes? That's how special. <laughs> Sorry. Troy is that's po- how special it is, right? Troy's now. playing the hits on uh, <laughs> on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, when we return, we will hear from Xavier Smith. Also, Troy D got into an argument last week with Troy D. It's Troy D versus Troy D. This is a, a clash of the ages right here. <laughs> and I got to tell you, both guys make great points. This but, is uh, this is amazing because I'm having a hard time to decide who's right right here. And the only person that can decide that is Troy D. Yeah. We'll have your ruling on you versus you. This might be one of the most incredible pieces of audio you've ever put together, Clip. Well, you made it easy on me, Troy, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, we got a big hour three on tap. Hey. It's uh, a victory Monday. Everybody's winning. We'll make you a winner, too. Uh, We'll open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. It's Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM, Washington. You're 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money, and you can start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We got a lot coming up this hour. We'll go back inside the Players' Lounge. CJ Johnson joining us at around 5.30. Got Xavier Smith here in just a moment. We'll also make you a winner. And uh, Troy D, first year of the Pirate Radio Players' Lounge. And uh, you picked a good year to start it, I will say, uh, with the Pirates going back to a bowl game. But it's been fun to get to know these guys. One of the biggest personalities on the team uh, is Xavier Smith. And uh, we had a chance to talk to him earlier. Yeah, and I think that, that really, when we started this that was one of the ideas is when we get media access to these guys as you know clip it's really just short segments and it's everyone huddled around the guy and it's kind of an intimidating atmosphere uh, you're, you're kind of forced and, to rush a little bit yeah you know, and, and, but i knew and like if, the more we talk to these guys get them in studio you get to and i think it's great for the pirate nation they get to know them as people not just football players and you get to know their personalities and you do get some insight to what's going on on the yeah. field that we might not have Otherwise, not just think this has been such a positive experience, at least for us, and I believe for the the guys, and I, I like to think for our listeners and viewers. Yeah, and they get more comfortable each week and are now seasoned vets at this thing. Uh, great to have Xavier Smith in the Pirate Radio studios earlier today with Troy and I. Let's hear that right now. All right, back inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Troy D. here with East Carolina defender Xavier Smith, who joins us today. After a 30-29 to 29 victory over Memphis, Xavier, congratulations, man. Win number six. Yes, uh, let's start with the postgame celebration. Amazing flip on the field there at the Liberty Bowl. Oh, did y'all see that? Uh, yeah, we caught some video of that, oh, actually. I didn't even see that. <laughs> You'll have to check out the ESPN Plus broadcast. They caught you uh, flipping oh, out there on the field. Uh, what was that? literally mo- flipped out. <laughs> when, that mo- when that ball uh, hit the ground, incomplete in overtime, what's going through your uh, your head right then? Um, there was a lot of emotions running through my body um, because I've been here – like through the ups and downs and I know like a lot of, of the other older guys who were like here through the last coaching staff and like throughout the coaches uh coaching changes you know it was a surreal moment for me you know when I seen the ball hit the ground I knew we were now bowl eligible and we had that goal set out for us in the beginning of the year uh, it brought tears in my eyes my eyes were stinging and I was just happy for like my teammates and like the guys around me like because I know how hard we work for this and like nobody outside of the locker room believed us I remember we was like supposed to be last in the conference this year and just like the hard work we put in and like proving everybody wrong each week just showing like what hard work can do was a great moment for me and something i'll remember for the rest of my life xavier this has been a kind of a wild year i mean already and there's still so much yet to play for but when you look back at it take the first game out all these games so many of them have come down to even wins and losses like one or two plays almost and it's the margin 
of victory or defeat is so thin. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is confidence and believing that you can win, this team can win. It seems like EC is finally starting to turn that corner where they're finding ways to win instead of ways to lose. Is that the feeling you guys have on the team now? Yeah, I mean, we just go out there and play for each other, and that's the first time I can say that in a while. Um, you know, we, we're, like, truly a brotherhood. Like, I genuinely love everybody on the team, and, like, I care for everybody on the team. And everybody trusts each other to do their job. And when you're not having to worry about, like, too many things, but focus on your job. You know the guy besides you is going to do their job. It like builds confidence in not only yourself but your team. And when a team plays with confidence, you know they're more dominant. You know they really trust the process. They really trust what they're doing, and that's when the good results show up. Xavier DJ Ford was here earlier. He said that the defense was overprepared for that final play. So you got confidence in yourself, your teammates, yeah. but also your coaches because it uh, sounds like they put you in the spot there at the end, and then it's the player's job to execute, and, and you certainly did. Bruce Bivens was flying after that quarterback on that last play. But uh sounds like you guys knew what was coming and, and were able to execute it. Yeah, we actually worked on that play there in practice. So when we seen – that look, I mean, I wasn't in on that play, but I seen the look and I was like, dang, like we seen this exact look in practice. So like my heart was being super fast because it was like the like the Patriots Super Bowl moment. Like that's when I was thinking, I was like, we seen this in practice, like we know what's coming, like we should stop this. And then we did. And that was a surreal moment, too, because it was like, dang, like you practice how you play. And we practice, we stopped it in practice and then we translated to a game situation and we stopped it during the game. Well, it's a real credit too to the coaches to see that tendency that sure. on the tape that Memphis had and to point it out to you guys, say, hey, look, we've noticed this, that this happens in certain situations and not and and prepare for it. And then that exact moment happens in the game because that's not something that happens all the time. Yeah. But then for you guys to be able to then go and execute on it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really shows what it takes to to win a football game. It comes down to good coaching and great playmakers. Yeah, Coachero definitely prepares us each week. Like some would say, he over prepares us, but he takes his job super serious. And I feel like that's a good thing. Like I wouldn't want to coach like be coached any other way. You know, he gives us a lot of information to go throughout the week. Like a lot of tips and reminders a lot of picture sheets so like just having that understanding and going through it so much day in and day out like even when we go home like we'll be tested on it like just to make sure we know like just hold ourselves accountable that way when that situation does show up we're not surprised or like scrambling around and not knowing what to do we're prepared and like we're ready to handle every situation Troy, uh, Xavier's too young to know about Tecmo Bowl but remember Tecmo Bowl oh, yeah. where if you were on defense and you picked the play that the offense was running, you would just stop in the backfield. You, they knew what was coming. Yeah. That's exactly what happened on the field the other yeah, day. You, you Before Madden, running. there were other video games. Before you were born. We're starting to date ourselves, but yes, <laughs> that, that was the case. And, you know, the it feels like there was like just this kind of dark cloud lifted over this program. It's been so long since East Carolina's gotten to a bowl game. We talked about this in past weeks. None of the current players have ever experienced postseason on this team. It's been so long. And we've had some players that have been there a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, to, to be able to finally get to six wins, the season's not over, but does it almost feel like, all right, wow, this has been such a burden almost that you guys have been carrying. We've accomplished this. Now we can just go out and finish out the season, almost have fun, see how far else we can take it. That yeah. how, how, what else is there left to do? Because there is still a lot of goals out there that you guys could accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you guys talking about behind the scenes within you know your own position groups and, 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 and team together? I mean, just as like a team standpoint, yes, yeah, like 
not saying it was like a dark cloud over us, but it was definitely a goal that we set out for ourselves. And now that we obtained that goal, like, again, like, we knew we can do it and we did it. But like any other week, we go there, grind, next week mentality, you know, six wins is good, but seven's better than six. And mm-hmm. then after that week, we just take it week by week. It's a great goal to have accomplished, but we're not done yet. Like, we still have so much more to prove to ourselves and, like, to everybody else what we can be. Xavier, uh, the defense has been the strength of this team for the majority of 2021, but on Saturday, the offense, 18 of 26 on third downs. Time of possession was basically 43 to 17. That's crazy. So you guys were probably fresh after that game uh, as the offense was on the field that much, but how much does that help you out as a defense when your offense is uh, getting first downs and and keeping the ball? I mean, that was good. I'm going to be real. It got a little cold on the sideline because they were out there for so long, but they were milking the clock, you know, taking chunks off the clock, which is good for defense, you know, keeping us fresh on the field. But I know they were tired because, like, at halftime, <laughs> like, half like, I felt like we weren't on the field as much. And then they came in the locker room was like, we only had 19 snaps that half. I'm like, what? Like, like that's crazy to me. But the offense did their job. You know, we trust them to do their job. And we just got there to do our job and keep them on the field as much as possible. And they got the job done this week, and I'm happy for them. Who dragged Coach Houston into the TikTok video? Was that your uh... – producing ability or was that someone else that was me i seen him out there doing this little interview and i'm like shoot we going bowling you gotta be like he always says he's gonna dance after a win he never does he always makes excuse but that time i was called his bluff this time yeah wasn't gonna let him walk away he was in front of people so i felt like he had to do it and then yeah what did you think of his dancing ability um well i had to coach him up (laughs) he coaches us for football does he take the coaching yeah he did until the last part you know, I had to transform. We had to flip roles, and he had to take coaching at that point. It worked out for him. He didn't go viral now. Hey, Xavier, uh, Pirate fans know your your personality at this point being on with us and just seeing you have fun during Saturdays. Um, and somebody asked on uh, Hoist the Colors, Igo's message board, where did the cigars come from? And I just said, I have no clue, but knowing Xavier Smith, that was idea. probably him. <laughs> yeah. Any tri- like, where did the cigars come from, like, To be honest... I have no clue. <laughs> like, we were just in the locker room celebrating, and then somebody just handed me one. I was like, ah! Oh. And then I turned around, and everybody that, has one in their hands. That equipment like, staff thinks of everything. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty cool moment, though, uh, to celebrate that sixth win at Memphis. Then, Xavier, you get on the plane, you come back, and the fans are waiting for you there at the airport. What's that feeling like? Uh, it felt great because, you know, I've never experienced that. So, like, all this is new for me, so I'm just, like, taking it all in and this is like, dang, like, imagine if this would be, like, a couple years ago, like, just, like, the team knows, like, their worth and, like, what we can be. And I feel like this is, like, like the stepping stone for what East Carolina will be in the future from, like, here on out. It's not new to us, Troy. It's just far removed. Like, Xavier's experience for the first time. Yeah. It's, tired fans are experiencing it for the first time in a long time. It's, it's like yeah. new again. Yeah. You know, it's like you— you had a car, it was okay, but you just traded it in for a new car that feels and has that new car smell. And you've driven a car before, you know what cars are. But man, this new car, man, man, this is exciting right yeah. here. It's kind of, this is a fun car to be in. That's a great analogy. Thank you for bringing that one to us. Uh, so, Xavier, now, again, like, like Troy said, you, you celebrate this one, but there's more games left. There's yeah. more things to do. So, how quickly did the, the partying go from focusing on Navy? Um, like every other week, we win, we celebrate it, have winter dinner on Sunday. I know for some of the young guys, like who's new to this, they're gonna hold on to uh, <laughs> hold on to this for a little bit longer. But for like the older guys and like 
the people who've been here and like know like it's the next week mentality. It was fun. Like some we're gonna take with us the rest of our lives, but there's so much more memories to be made. There's so many more games to be played and won, and we got to focus on next week. We got Navy; they're a tough opponent, so we got to lock in on them now. And obviously, that that is such a key matchup with the triple option. Something you guys don't see a lot of, and I, I think in the past, Xavier, I think we've almost psyched ourselves out yeah. about it. Like we we overthink it, we over pursue, we over you know we almost get freaked out about it. Other than you know what, it's just a football team. Yeah. Let's take care. You guys have been playing great defense. How much of it is now the mental game? Because you guys are good enough to really hang with just about anybody at this yeah. point. And going into the game as a favorite with Navy, how much of it is just mental? Um, I would say football in general is like 70% mental, 30% like talent, like do your job. Like this is like a huge discipline week, like lock in on your keys because if you mess up one thing, that's where Navy gets you. It's like they're a very disciplined football team and they try to out-discipline you each play so we just have to lock in and really be focused and like more than ever because it's like now your first step wrong first step will get you beat eyes in the wrong place to get you beat so we really have to narrow our eyes down and focus on our keys like more than ever this week but that's just how and i think being yeah. physical too i think in the years past we've seen navy just run over us and we couldn't tackle i think a lot of those problems have been solved yeah. as far as the the tackling and the the being able to be physical on defense mm-hmm and this is something you don't just start today looking at navy how much have you kind of talked about the option got looks at the option at practice uh going back to the off season how much do you look at and talk about navy i mean we've been practicing navy since like spring like because we know how tough they are you know how like like you said like how confusing the triple option can be so we've been prepared for them like each week we'll spring in a little bit of navy work in here and there just to prepare because we know how important this game is and how difficult the triple option is to stop. So we just kind of like sprinkle out throughout the season to keep it fresh on our minds. That way we're prepared when it comes to playing like this week. All right, Xavier, uh, six wins. So the Pirates are bowl eligible. Have you looked at the potential bowl destinations for you? I seen Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that and just stop and say that's the one I want? Well, no, we all joke about going to Hawaii, and then when we seen it, we're like, oh, we go to Hawaii. But it's so real. Whatever bowl game we go to, I'll be happy to go because. Again, I've never experienced this, so I'm excited to just go bowling, period. As you can see, like we're all tweeting and making like funny videos and stuff about it. It's all exciting for us. It's all it, it's fun everybody. to have fun, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's fun to win. That's good. Uh, Hawaii, an option. Uh, a little colder up at Fenway Park in Boston is an option. Uh, there, there are really so many great options this year, Clip. I know it's been a while since we've talked bowl games, but the Hawaii is an interesting point, yeah. especially for the players for the and coaches. Players, I don't great. know how many fans would be able to go, but the players, what a great reward that could be for you guys. I think the Myrtle Beach Bowl would be great for our fans because it's so close yeah. Yeah. that we could pack that place. Military uh, Bowl Military Bowl could be interesting, interesting with the matchup potentially. If they, the right ACC team matches up with us, that mm. could be interesting. Yeah. Fenway because of the venue yeah. is an interesting one. There are a lot of unique storylines here, how this thing could eventually shake out. A couple of trips to Florida, potentially. That yeah. wouldn't be bad. Um, so yeah, you'll I'll take that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier's I'm down for whatever. I'm glad we're talking about it yeah. and not in the hypothetical anymore. And I know, you know, Coach, I, I was kind of, you know, asking about it if we get one more, you know, but now we're here. Yeah. So now we can talk about it regardless of what happens. It's going to happen, but it would be nice to continue to add to this. As you said, there's no rule that says you have to stay on six. Yeah, that's true. And we just try to take it each week, want to know every single week. So it's on to the next one. We solidified our bowl eligibility. That's one goal. 
and then we know if things turn out the way we like in a perfect world, we can potentially play for a conference championship. Yeah, so it's it's still mathematically possible. Yeah, yeah, so that's our goal right now. Win each week. And uh, Rajay always says one percent. Xavier said one week at the time. It sounds cliche, but it's true. Look where it got you. Yes, it got Clip, you in the spot right Clip, now. How long has it been since it, we're in November and we're talking about East Carolina in the hunt still for a potential conference championship game? Got to probably go back to the uh, the Cardin years. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So a long time. Xavier was in middle school. I was. I was yeah. 14, <laughs> 14, 13, somewhere around How there. big were you in middle school? Um, were you like, did you grow fast or were you a late bloomer? I've always been like bigger. Yeah, bigger. Yeah. I think I was like 215 in middle school. Yeah, so you're full grown man size <laughs> yeah. in middle school. Yeah, literally. I've seen some of the kids in middle school that my kids go with. I'm like, man, these guys, they look like they could be in college. Yeah. Some of these kids. It's crazy how old people look right now. <laughs> like, uh, that was back when you, uh, ret- before you retired in basketball, you told us, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. CJ Johnson said he's the best player. Yeah, the you Definitely and CJ not. 1v1. If what happens? Uh, we get some of that. Well, since I retire, you're not kind of rusty. <laughs> But CJ's definitely not the best basketball player on the team. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here. Uh, I like when you said last week, I may have to come out of retirement. Just, just yeah. embarrass some of these guys and then retire again. <laughs> He's like a boxer that yeah. unretires and comes back yeah. out for one more fight. Oh, man, that's funny. Xavier, congratulations, man. Happy for you. Happy for the team. Great stuff. And uh, let's just keep on winning. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, look forward to next week. And uh, even even bigger prize. Eyes on the prize, but one at a time. And good luck against Navy. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Xavier Smith joining us earlier today inside the Players Lounge here on Pirate Radio Live. Happy for Xavier and the guys for getting that uh, sixth win on Saturday. Had a great flip that uh, he said, y'all saw that? And uh, was able to, to tweet that one to him, Troy. Some, as you said, now that's an athlete. Oh, man. And it wasn't just a regular flip. I mean, it was like a, a, did like a cartwheel into. It was a cartwheel into like a backflip. A backflip, yeah. And that was, I got to tell you, man, I could only dream of doing something like that as a kid. Like, because, I mean, there's no chance in hell I could do it now. But I'm saying even younger me, I could never be that skilled. We know that. You don't have to tell us that. We, we, we can assume that. Cliff, you're supposed to say, really? <laughs> for sure you'd be able to do a cartwheel into a backflip. Then again, as amazing as you are at everything Just, else. I'm being honest. Some things surprising. I'm not amazing at. Yeah. Gymnastics was not one of my strengths. Not one of the strengths. But that is that is a hell of a move by him. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think it's something he practiced. I just think he's just natural ability. It was pretty awesome right yeah. at midfield. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back still. Uh, we're expecting to talk to CJ Johnson right here in the Pirate Radio yeah, studio. live in studio, CJ, on the way. Got that coming up. And Troy D versus Troy D. What does Troy D think about that? We'll hear it when we return. This was really last week's uh, debate. This was last full, week's full debate. Yeah. And now you'll have your ruling, I guess, on yeah, so who, This is audio from last week's show. Who shows. was right. That's on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. so you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. we got C.J. Johnson joining us in just a moment. Troy D. alongside. Good to be back, Clip. Good to be back in Greenville, by the way. Welcome back. Sometimes you don't know what you got until uh, you leave it. But yeah. uh, definitely great. Appreciate New appreciation of eastern north carolina after you go out to california for a while nice place to visit wouldn't want to live there uh by the way want to give a shout out to um god who was i getting ready to give a shout out oh to? boy wait oh holly yes holly thomas i was like just went blank holly thomas who is uh celebrating her 14th birthday today you know how she celebrated how listening to pirate radio live wow what a gift so thank you holly for tuning in and you're welcome for <laughs> yes us we won't you charge you for this today happy birthday uh yeah. troy d last week you uh made two appearances on pirate radio live monday and yeah. wednesday and i try to offer some perspective big picture perspective of what's going on with the program because i feel like i've been here so long now i'm getting as old as brian bailey soon so uh right. i just try and offer that perspective especially to the newer pirates uh-huh yeah and so I, i've tried to be even keel this year even kill yeah okay on monday you were you were pumping brakes you were telling people to relax you were telling people what what was your message my message was even during the there were some tough losses and i told people calm down there's a lot to be there's still a lot of football to be played and after a big win i wanted to say calm down there's still a lot of football to be played okay that was kind of my message and to ease up on the bowl talk until we get that sixth win maybe i'd have to go back and well we'll hear it in a moment (laughs) then on wednesday your message was well i started thinking about it we are only one win away and this is something we probably should start addressing okay and talk about because we haven't been in this situation in so long right so i was, start, I was starting to soften towards that going well, maybe this isn't something we should ignore anymore this is two days uh, apart from one another yeah. last monday last wednesday right I, I said last wednesday you know i should make a uh, clip of troy d arguing with troy d and so I did that. I think if it's more of a conversation than okay. an argument. All right. I don't know if I'd call this an argument. Maybe a dialogue. Just two people that happen to be the same person talking to one another about the situation. Yeah, and maybe have a difference of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's hear that from uh, last week. Troy D on Monday versus Troy D on Wednesday. But I'll say this, man. Uh, kind of like I, I said, I've said this earlier in the year. You know, I, and I, Sunday I had friends calling me and contacting me. You know, which bowl do you think we're going to? Which uh, you know, let's make our plans now. This I'm like, first of all, here's my thing: calm down, everybody. Take a deep breath. Geez, after a seven year drought, that's something to be proud of around here. It is. I would think you'd want to embrace it and talk about it, right? There's a lot of football yet to be played. Let's let's take it one game at a time and evaluate it at the end of the season. It is a big deal because it hasn't happened in so long here that it would be, and we're on the verge of it happening. It wasn't like this is the first press conference of the year. We're now, we're at the week where this could happen this mm-hmm. week. It could happen Saturday. Now, I was, look, I, I want us to be at a bowl, but I think, we, you know, let's just slow down, calm down, and let's just get one more win, first of all. Everybody within this 
fan base and everybody that's a Pirate supporter want so hungry for success and th- wanting to at least get bowl eligible this year. I want to be even keel. Yes. I would think you'd want to embrace it and talk about it, right? Calm down. This could happen this mm-hmm. week. But I got to tap the brakes a little bit. Come and you know me. Usually I'm the one that's going nuts. Take a deep breath. I feel I've been consistent this year. <laughs> All right. Consistency is key, Troy. And uh, <laughs> you're kind of singing a different tune Wednesday than you were Monday. You know, first of all, both those guys make great points. Um, uh, Outstanding points were made on each side. Yeah. And uh, those guys both could win a debate. Listen, it's a lot like the Lions-Steelers game yesterday. This thing ends in a tie. because Uh, We got a draw. Because here's the thing. I think this is the struggle that a lot of Pirate fans were dealing with last week. You want, and even this week, you want to be excited. And this was last week going into not knowing what was going to happen Saturday, if we were going to win or not. You wanted to be genuinely excited about going to a bowl game like we all are now, and the players are, and the coaches are. I mean, you saw Mike Houston freaking cry after the game. This means something to our fan base, it means something to our players and coaches. And we haven't had it in so long, it means even more now because we haven't been a part of this in a while. But at that time, it wasn't here yet. So I wanted to be a little. Well, it's not here yet. Let's not get too excited about it on Monday. But but, but as the week went on, I started to get feel. I told you I felt good about Memphis. You asked me what whatever day that was. I was here Wednesday with Bryce Williams. I said I like ECU to win. Uh, I thought on oh, Monday. Did you think they'd lose? I was a little unsure about Monday. I don't okay. know. I was right. but by Wednesday, I was all in on a pirate victory, and I think I you know I'd asked coach about it in the press conference he you know papooed it we're not talking about it but they might not have been talking about it publicly zero but they were thinking about it i can assure you that but i you know i think this is the struggle i was dealing with how excited do you get versus being calm cool and collective you know thinking like a fan versus thinking like a coach i think that is the the struggle is real clip you were on both sides of the spectrum i really was yeah in one week I, I was excited about the possibility, but also concerned that, well, what if it doesn't happen? I don't want to put it out there, and then it doesn't happen. You so, know? Uh, but now... Now it's happened. It's happened. So it's out there. Yeah. So we're talking about it. Do you have an official yeah. message? And we're going, baby! Do you have a Monday message for Pirate Nation? <laughs> uh, my message is, let's do it. <laughs> let's keep it rolling. Let's get more than six. My preseason prediction going into the year was six wins. We have hit that. Now, I think this team is capable of exceeding my expectations at this point. Exceed them. I would love to be proven wrong and this team go on to win seven, eight, or nine games. For the oh, wait, wait. What are, what are we at right now? We have the potential. We're at six and four, and we're going to have three games left. Yes. Yeah. Seven, eight, or nine. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. I would love to see that number get bigger. Yeah. Um, for the first time in a long time, East Carolina exceeded my preseason expectations. I was, I really thought were five a, and seven. Yeah, you were five. Yeah. Yeah. So I am very happy I was wrong about that. And uh, look, uh, it, it's just the the more East Carolina can do right now, I think the better off it is for the program. And, and look, they're still in the hunt. They don't control their own destiny, but they're in the hunt for the conference championship, right? There are scenarios where, and, and I don't know what the tiebreakers are, but ECU, if ECU wins out and other things happen, right, then there's yeah, a chance. Crazier things have happened, but the point is, it's still possible. Yep, and I love that that it's here. We are mid-November talking about those things. Yes, and you love possibilities. I, it is possible. I love possibilities, and as you know, as I like to say, 
anything can happen. <laughs> including, well, <that> <laughs> including somebody being a winner right now as we open up the Pirate Radio Booty Bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, make all your possibilities and dreams come true by calling 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? A $25 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. ENS Hemp Company, $25 gift card on the line. What color are we looking for? Seven. Car seven, lucky number seven. All right, got an update from CJ. He was stuck in traffic, so he's only a couple minutes away. We'll hook up with him on the other side of the break. Live in studio, CJ Johnson. Also, uh, Mike weighing in on Facebook clip with an interesting comment. He says, isn't Wednesday's usually Troy's Peach Bowl day? He was just switched it up a bit. Instead of the past, he looked towards the future. <laughs> it's what's in front of you, folks, that matters at That's this right. point. And we got a lot ahead of us. A lot of good stuff we ahead do. of us. I, think the be- the- I still think the best could be yet to come for this Pirate football team of 2021. I like the it. The best is in front of us, folks. Yeah. I believe that. We believe. Caller 7 is a winner. 317-1250 back after this. CJ Johnson joins us. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. And congratulations to Lonnie Kinker of Chesterfield, Virginia, picked up a $25 gift card courtesy of ENS Hemp Company. Are you one that's been waiting before trying CBD? Well, ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Oh, man. <laughs> back with you <laughs> on Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. Troy D breaking out the archives, the pictures. You know, some memories come up. There was a memory came up from uh, when Conley was running for the championship. Oh, yeah. And you were, uh, were senior. Or, well, you were a year behind yeah. Holton, right? Yeah. I think behind, you were a junior yeah. and it was Holton's senior year. And uh, we were there and I had my son, Tyler, with me who plays football now. And it was a picture of him and you. That yeah, came up so as a memory. You know, I was like, well, check this out. Either CJ's a lot shorter now or you look son. just You look the same? <laughs> yeah. Tyler yeah. looks like he's half the size. I know. So. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, hey, when you hit AT, you'll grow too much, boy. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Johnson joining us, first of all. Congratulations, CJ. Happy for you and the guys uh, to get that win number six. Uh, guarantee a bowl spot. And, uh, man, well, what's the feeling? Oh, man, that's amazing. And um, I think I just read something earlier that we might be facing South Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. That's, that's a projection? What, that's what they're, that's they're a, out I there. That's that what one, their yeah. projection is. Yeah. Yeah. There are, I will say this. The projections are across the board. I've seen projections for 
about more than half of the bowls with all different teams. And it's fun. Now, I will say this. It is fun to be able to look at that now yeah. and know we're going to a bowl to be able to see those projections because it's been a long time since we've even had these discussions. Oh, man, so long. And uh, we just put in the work day in and day out. Like, like right now, this part of the season, the, the second part of the season is – it's not like what you do now. It's what you did in August. It's what you did. That is what you did over fall camp. How you prepared for this moment? Because once you get to that six, that six week mark in the uh, year, your body starts hitting this wall, and that like it just comes from preparation of what you did in August to how you overcome that wall. That sounds like a player that's been around for a while, CJ. When did you learn that? Like your first year or two, you probably didn't feel that way, right? Oh man, uh, my first year or two, I. I didn't know the difference between the beginning of the season and the end of the season just because my head was swimming so much with learning everything. Well, like my second year wasn't as bad as my first year, yeah. but my first year it was just pin your ears back and go. It was <laughs> it was just it said it was just go. So um, I didn't really really didn't have time to really pay attention to what point in the season we were in. So um, yeah, just just growing as a player and like just knowing my body better and stuff. Look, football's a physical game. Even if you're not hurt, you're always banged up you know it's a game of bruises and hits uh we were talking to holton earlier and just he was talking about the the field turf in Uh, memphis was so short and so hard he said it was the word all the guys we talked to said it was the hardest turf they've ever been on felt like concrete when it it literally it literally felt like carpet it felt like we were playing on carpet like trying to dig your cleats in the ground it was it was a no-go like the like after the game the balls of my feet hurt just from like breaking down and coming out in and out of cuts like it it was not good field conditions. So we're late in the season now. How how are you doing physically right now? Because I know it's a constant battle to stay healthy. Oh man, I'm I'm holding up, but uh, I'm most, I'm most definitely in the training room uh, three times a day. So remember the old game Operation? Yeah. Again, I'm dating us. CJ probably don't know what yeah. that is. Oh, I love that game. There was an old game where gotta yeah, have a steady hand. The guy had all these injuries and stuff on his uh, body. That you were going over your injuries earlier. You gotta. You got a few bumps and bruises, yeah. just like a lot of guys on this team fighting through it, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and like like you said, fighting through it just comes with um, getting in the training room and taking care of your body, cold tub, hot tub, treatment, just um, just getting in there and getting that stuff that your body needs to recover. CJ, uh, you guys on offense have not been the best third down team this year. I think that's, uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. fair to say. Uh, the other day, these numbers are crazy on the stat sheet. The time of possession, the amount of plays. How many plays did you say you particularly so you played? Uh, yeah, me, uh, me, Sneed, and Audi. I think we played 100 apiece. I think Sneed might have played wow. like 101. Jeez. Third downs, 18 of 26. That is incredible. And uh, we, we saw we were watching the game earlier. You had a big catch on third and one to keep a drive going. Uh, that had to feel good coming out of that game because that's something you guys have struggled with this year. Oh yeah, that was that was wonderful. Just just to know that um, because we have we have a whole we have a whole like section in practice of just third down period. It's every every time you snap the ball, it's third down, but they changed uh, uh, inch margins and it's one's offense versus one's defense. So it's it's, it's competition. It's uh, good on good and just like just to see what we're doing in practice pay off is just uh, like a wonderful sight. CJ Johnson joining us. CJ, a uh, lot of hugs uh, after the game. We're about to see him on TV here in a moment. Saw you run over. I think you were running after Holden 
But uh, what was the celebration like for you after that ball hit the ground? Oh man, it was it was chaotic. Like it was like if you looked at it on TV, it was it looked like a home game for us, but it was just <laughs> white jerseys. Like we just all stormed the field, and it was just like it was just a wonderful feeling just to know that we prepared so long and we've um, we've tried so hard to flip the culture of the program, and uh, just to see that seeing that happen. Were you surprised to see him go for two? Oh man, I, I was I was because like, they could have kicked the extra point, and put it in another OT. Session. Yeah, I was I was I I was really surprised that they went for two, and you were happy. Oh, yeah. you said I was, you I was most definitely happy. You said I, it was I, over. I knew, I, oh, I knew, I knew when they would put the offense back out there. I was like, I, like this, this isn't going to work. But I was <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> uh, CJ, the the cigars were broken out after the oh, game. Man. So, yeah, <laughs> that was that was wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, and then you came back here and you get off the plane and you got more fans to to welcome you to greenville how cool was that for oh you? man that was that now that was amazing like we haven't we how haven't many folks seen, do you think we're out at the airport there was a I, a good 50 people out there like yeah. like i'm pretty sure as much as the airport let them go <laughs> right. go up there but it was like it's just amazing seeing that because like you you have the diehard fans that are out there after every game win or loss but like just just landing to that to that environment is just amazing Keaton Mitchell scores the uh, touchdown in overtime. CJ and him celebrating uh, there in the end zone. Good lift by Holton. Yeah, hey, I, I talked about that earlier. Holton, they, usually people are lifting up the quarterback. Holton's so big, he lifts up the other players. Uh, CJ, we've talked about this a lot today that you don't have to stop at six, right? You know, let's keep oh, it going. Man. So, and and it seems like everybody's head is right that they're it's on the Navy now, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we we had our winners dinner last night for um, the Memphis game, and now that's in the past. We reflect on that after the season's over with. But for now, we're focused on Navy. CJ Johnson joining us inside the Players Lounge. And CJ, so much is made up or talked about with this Navy team is their offense. It's a, the triple option. Their offense, their offense. What about their defense? What do you think about their defense this year? Um, they um, they run a they run a pretty base they run a pretty base defense. Like if you if you really study them like uh, like a D one football player studies film. You see that their defense is completely symmetrical the whole game. They have they they run cover two, two down linemen on this side of the ball, two down linemen on this side of the ball, a linebacker on each side of the ball, a safety on each side of the ball, and a corner. So, like everything they do is symmetrical because because they're in that branch. That's like that's that's what they know is organization. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like just um just stopping, but as far as stopping that offense is, I mean, it's a hard offense to stop. But I feel I I got faith in my boys. Did a good job on it last year. That one uh, went down to the wire. Of course, that was the game where Holt Naylor's couldn't play. Mason Garcia made his debut for East Carolina. So a tough loss last year. Trying to get him back this year up in Annapolis. And uh, CJ, again, you said you can reflect on it back uh, after, and hopefully we can talk to you after it's all done this season and get your your final thoughts on it. But you grew up here. You you went to ECU games. You said you had ECU jerseys. So to be one of the guys responsible for getting the program out of the gutter into a bowl game, like has that set in for you yet? Like what's I, happening right now? Honestly, honestly, it hasn't. It hasn't hit me yet. Like just like like knowing that we're going to a bowl game. That's nice. But like you said, like just me personally, I'm focused on the next game. Like want to know next uh, every week. So like. Like you said, like it hasn't hit me yet, but I'm I'm sure when like 
when we play that last game of the season and we find out what bowl we're going to and all that process is yeah. going on, it's going to hit me like, dang, like we really we really turned it around. Well, and look, the uh, Pirates are 6-4 and four right now with two ga- regular season games to go. There's a big difference in finishing the year 6-6 six and six versus uh, possibly 8-4 and four or even 7-6. and six. So, you know, there is a lot to play for. And, and I know you guys want to end the season with some momentum going into a bowl game anyway. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And uh, like you said, we're going, we're going for 8-4. and four. We're going for the conference. We want to win the conference. A bowl game is not enough for us. Uh, we got to win the bowl game. And then on top of that, we want a conference ring too. Let's uh, break down the uh, the live celebration, Troy. Have you watched right. this yet, CJ, on, uh, oh, on the no, game film? So here's the two-point conversion. Bruce Bivens Man, comes running out, as like, fast like as he ever has. Yeah. Ball hits the ground, and here we go. Guys are jumping up and down. Here's the, uh, the white jerseys you were talking about. They're going to show a great slow-mo of an Xavier Smith backflip here in a minute. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, No ordinary backflip, as I mentioned. It's a <laughs> cartwheel turned into backflip. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely, definitely see him do that at practice. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Houston's getting some hugs in. I think Holton's coming up here. Uh, but this feeling, man, like watching this is awesome. You being a part of it, it's oh, uh, man. tough to describe, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just it's just crazy knowing that, like, like all your all your life you you dream of being a college football player you dream of making it to the nfl and then like you get to that time and it's just unfolding in front of you yeah you can just reflect on it like like i did that like well i think it's great too that you know ecu's had some tough times and and the teams that were beating and at least being competitive with this year these are teams that were stomping East carolina a few years ago it wasn't that long ago (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah no i mean so when you see what's going on this season, as I said earlier, it's not that th- this is we're having a national championship here, but where we where we have come from, it's light years ahead. Oh man, like I was um, the other day, I was trying to find the, uh, our game on YouTube, and I stumbled across. Uh, I don't I don't think it was the last time we played Memphis. I think it was the, the second to the last time we played Memphis. It, the score 70. was like 70 uh, to 30 something or that something That wasn't that like long that. ago. I was like, I was like, that was, what, two, two, three, four years ago? Maybe? 17, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like four years ago. Like, like that wasn't that long ago. And now, Correct. And now we're down the, there beating. Yeah, seeing them turn and, around. And, and honestly, what I hear, CJ, too, people are excited about pirate football again. Oh, And man. they're talking about pirate football in a way they haven't talked about issue football in years and wanting to see this team wanting to find out what's next and just the buzz in the community all of a sudden about this team is fantastic oh yeah uh that's like that's that's a good that's always a good thing but all at the same time we can't what guy like coach houston says we can't drink the kool-aid so like it's gonna be it's gonna be fans that are there when you're up but then there might be not be nobody there when you're down right. so like you so like what we focus on is what we have in the locker room because we know at the end of the day, everybody in the locker room have, has each other's back, whether we win or lose. All right, CJ, break down this uh, this flip you're going to see. Mike Houston celebrating. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mike Houston did a flip. Well, that would be, <laughs> be impressive. All right, right here, come, here we go. Xavier Cartwheel oh, into the backflip. Oh, man. Land, stuck the landing. It, and it, here comes it, another one. And, and in traffic, by the uh, way. You know, it's not like they cleared the way. And who we got here? Uh... King That's Gary with, King. Yeah, Gary yeah. with a nice backflip as well. Yeah. King, you guys are a team a full of backflips. Can you do a backflip? You're going to see Kerry King got wheels. 
Okay. Has watch out for him. All right. Yes, sir. Now, what? Can you do a backflip too? I can, but on a trampoline. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We don't don't want you hurting yourself. Um, I actually, when I was younger, I actually used to do backflips and all this stuff all the time on the ground. And, um, I tried one one time and landed on my neck, so I, yeah, well, yes. I haven't done a backflip on the ground since. And I think we see CJ running through here after uh, while Mike Houston's talking to get out. I believe he's going towards Holt Nailers, but that's coming up. But, man, uh, what a fun time. You had a few Pirate fans there celebrating in the stands and also, of course, uh, when you got back home in Greenville as East Carolina knocks off Memphis win number six on the year. Oh, yeah. Speaking of you, the here fans, comes CJ was, walking speaking up. Speaking of the fans, there was a couple um, – there was these two older guys, and then there was a bunch of uh, recruits, uh, I guess, came for um, Memphis or something. They were right behind us, and that field is, like, the bench is literally right under the crowd. Like, yeah. you can you can. There's not a lot them. of space. Yeah, you yeah, can touch the that. crowd from where the uh, bench was. And they were just talking the whole game, and um, I was I, I was chirping back at them, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't like anything bad yeah. or anything. I was just like... Uh, right before we went out for the drive on um, to overtime, I told him I was like, "All right, bet. Looks like I got some unfinished business to handle." And then we scored, and then they, um, and then we came back. Now the recruits and for ECU. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, when we scored, and they came back and missed the two, it was it was just like it was just a great to rub it. You in know what? Face. I saw a lot of waving by the players after the game. Uh, maybe that had something to do with it. the fans that were in your ear the whole oh, time. Oh man, they were there the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take another break, CJ. Uh, appreciate you joining us, oh, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Happy for you guys. Great stuff, man. And uh, we'll see you next Monday. Yes, sir. We'll take our final timeout. Come back and ready to wrap it up on a Monday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, It was a down day for the stock market today. The Dow only slipped 12 points and closed at 36,087. The NASDAQ was down 7 at 15,853. And the S&P was unchanged at 4,682. And taking a quick look look at your Buck scoreboard, the ECU women's basketball team will be in action. They are going to tip off momentarily as they will be hosting Gardner Webb. They're looking for their first win of the season in their home opener. And Monday Night Football tonight, 49ers and Rams will have that action for you beginning at 7.30. That's a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall, open from noon until 2 a.m. And uh, they have live music every night, and they're open during football season. Uh, excuse me, now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. We'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, Joe Dooley's Pirates 3-0. and Off to a good start, and we'll get a good test coming up, a big test against Oklahoma on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. It's on ESPNU. We're going to have a uh, live watch along here in the Pirate Radio studios as we'll be watching that one, giving away prizes. So uh, hang out with us on Facebook Live and on YouTube Thursday night at 7. Oklahoma, they're a good team and a great, good, good league. It's a, Big 12 is a tough league. Uh, it's tough the league. Big Sorry. 12! Good team and a tough league. I totally screwed it up. Uh, we've been so pumped up about East Carolina going on bowl. We haven't even had a chance to talk about basketball yet. So. We'll talk hoops tomorrow. Yeah. Planning to uh, so talk. So Thursday night, watch along. We'll yeah. be video only. 
Uh, what time does that tip off? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, you can watch ECU play Oklahoma. The Sooners, the Pirates and the Sooners going after it. Lincoln Riley revenge game. Yeah. Uh, who's on the uh, watch along with you? Myself, Chandler, and some to be determined. All right. Sounds good. So we'll uh, we'll have an official roster for you later in the week. All right. Feels good to be going back to a bowl, doesn't it? Feels great. Yeah. So uh, look, we'll get into it, but for our programming, oh, it man. just adds so much more for All us. To... December matters again. Absolutely. December hasn't mattered in football in years. Years. Years, years. Now we got stuff to talk about and focus on for December because ECU's going bowling. You know who isn't right now? North Carolina. All right, you got that one in under the gun. Now that could change, but right now, those are the facts. A December to remember on they, the way. They're praying for a win against Walford. Is that who they got next? <laughs> That's who they got this weekend. All right, good luck. So I only got carriers. this week to get that in. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We'll see you tomorrow. Intern Preston, thank you. And thank you for tuning in to Pirate Radio Live. We'll see you Tuesday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live.